All right, boys. If you could change one high school rule, what would it be? Danny, you go first, and then we'll queue up Coach Storm. Icing touch-ups. Icing touch-ups. You'd want to touch up on icing? Like yeah. The, like the pros? Or what about the, the hybrid that they have in college where I'm they, okay they with chase hybrid. it to the – Yeah. I like that, yeah. too. I, I like it, that all well. I'm saying is make – because there's so many icings that get called or shouldn't be called. I saw a lot yesterday, actually. Or – I'll rephrase the question. Or there's a rule that is is in place but never is enforced. You could do that one, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, like, you like that because there's yeah. a bunch of those. Like, well, why don't you just call it then? All right, we have Lakeville South head coach Josh Storm in studio here at Jack's Cafe. You get one rule change as the god of Minnesota hockey. What is it? We need two to three more weeks with our kids a year. Uh, we need another five mm-hmm. games. Um, I think that they are getting the best experience with the high school coaches as far as you know, working on skills, working on um, structure and systems and how to play the game and hockey IQ. And I just think having three more weeks would probably make our system uh, 100% perfect. And that's been presented and shot down, right? Yeah, from my knowledge, and this is just very secondhand, it's kind of the high school league battle between different sports. But I think that, mm-hmm. you know, as far as coaches, I think all of us would be fine with even two to three days a week and um, not make it as more uh, as mandatory. So, like, if you're playing football, play football. That's great. If you're playing baseball, um, that's okay. But, you know, we just need them in our hands a little bit more, I think, is, is I our like, feeling. I like the flex time. Like, you got flex time, especially yeah. if you're Gobby. Uh, Boucher, you know, he's still playing football for, for Warroad as an example, and all of a sudden he can play football, he can go to practice, he can do all that stuff and not get the guilt trip that he's not at practice for hockey. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about Ryder Patterson, he's going to go play uh, football at UMD next year for us, and he's a great hockey player, loves playing hockey, but I think the opportunity to kind of ease in, um, it's really challenging when they come back late from like a state tournament and they're like a guy really competing to make the team. Yeah, sure. um, yeah, because they're like two, three weeks behind here when they get in and they don't want to skate during their uh, playoff run. So I think it would just give us a lot more um, ease from season to season. All right. Two good rules, two rule changes that I would have already done. But since I'm going last, no, I wanna... Carl's still oh, here. Oh, sorry. Fra- sorry. So, uh, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm focused. I don't have you in my sights right now in our current setup. Ignore so why don't you go abandoned. and see if let's see if you can take one of my rules. Ch- I, I, I have a decent one. Sure. I have one that's just been on my mind this year with so many snow days. It's the public school rule of no school, no game. Yeah, that's a <laughs> good luck. If the roads plowed by 2 p.m., we can play a game. If it's just cold, the high school kids are fine. We can play a game. That I don't know. that, that Of all the rules that could have changed, that's the one that will, will not change. The, the two that we mm. just had here have actual possibilities to it. I have another one that has possibilities to it as well. It goes to the icing. If you ice the puck, you can't change. I love that rule. It's a really hard rule. Uh, You need four refs for that rule. If you have a three-ref crew, that third (laughs) ref's like, no, 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 no. They do it. I watch watch Division I games where they got to do it, and they are literally, it's like a full-on sprint to the bench to prevent you know, guys from leaving the ice and, and getting back on the ice. It's tr- it's a really hard rule for refs, and I think our refs now, we're in a difficult enough situation getting good refs and refs for games. That would make it even more difficult. But if you could, in a perfect world, I think it's a great rule because you can just ice the puck and get off the ice now. So, uh, well, it, oh. Sorry, a lot of complaints from uh, 
high school coaches in the last year or two of just the amount of teams that sit and ice the puck over and over too. Like I, I couldn't agree more. I don't know if the level of refereeing is there um, and the amount of referees because it does take a four-man system, I think, to do that well. But I think mm-hmm. for hockey's sake, it would be a really good rule to have. I think w- maybe we could talk about it during your your interview, John. I, I think it's there's a there's a strategy of icing the puck. Oh yeah, for sure, and you know? kicking. It's so funny. Yeah. We can talk about kicking I, I with Jack in a little bit. Rule. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't hate the rule because it's definitely a mercy thing for the Ely's and the Bagley's of the world. But I, oh, could yeah, you imagine in a game, it's frustrating? You, you imagine an eleven nothing game and you've iced it like six times oh. in a row, and you <laughs> got to stay out there like the eleven minute shift that was right. It yeah. would be yeah. it, it, could, it gets allowed after a certain number of you know, <laughs> goals. <laughs> No, right. Yeah. Time you can do it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're waving that off. That's a that's a good mm-hmm. set of rules there. So, Kayla. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Boys High School Rink of Fire podcast. Tonight's pod is sponsored by Jack's Cafe. Three generations of great food for any special occasion. The Red and Black League, the largest boys and girls high school league in Minnesota, and Summit Orthopedics. 11 locations throughout the Twin Cities and specialists ready to treat any sports injury. And now, here's Danny, Carl, and Tony. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Well, we have a show And we have our first ever This is our first ever? On off-site Off-site Well, we've at had a sponsor's location At a sponsor's location I don't think a Holiday Inn in Stillwater was sponsoring us No <laughs> <laughs> That was a fun one. Oh, that was interesting. Was it the Days in Duluth, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Didn't we do one from your apartment once too, Carl? We yeah, did. we did that too. Yeah. yeah, so we've done it off-site, but never at a unbelievable location like this. And with a coach and with a uh, player and a assistant coach and dad also on the sidelines here. This should be a uh, fun show for us. Uh, Josh Storm, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, Head coach of Lakeville South Cougars. Doesn't everybody know yeah. that? Uh, well, maybe if you don't <laughs> I think everybody knows it. that. Well, I, I think by the, the time. Jersey is hanging from the bar back there. Yeah, we have yeah. it. We, uh, we are welcoming him <laughs> yes. here. That's about three or four uh, Lakeville South editions uh, ago. This one, that jersey is from two coaches ago. That was, yeah, that's an AJ jersey. <laughs> that's an oh. AJ jersey from when they beat St. Thomas at State. AJ white helmets. Great you guys memories. have white helmets now, right? Oh, uh, we Back. have white and crimson, actually. Oh my oh, gosh! Two helmets. Rich kid hockey. Rich uh, yeah, kid must hockey. Must be nice. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, okay, so Josh, uh, before we get into a lot of this show, you're gonna. We've done a podcast with you. We know who you are. If you want to know more about Josh, you can go onto our podcast and and, and listen to that podcast today. Uh, 
uh, Josh is going to be a little bit more of a commentator on all of the stuff. So we're going to have news. We're going to have top tens. We're going to have games of the past. I'm sure a couple of your games may inch their way into Danny's uh, elaborate list of games. So feel free to chime in um, on everything we have here. And we have news uh, coming as well. Uh, what, do you, what do you got? Oh. Well, I'm just saying you shake the table like oh, you're okay. uh, an angry, you know, cane. I know, and, and that, that camera is going to go down on our makeshift uh, tripods here today. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going to hand this over to uh, Carl up in Duluth. Sure, yeah, we'll give ourselves some news and nuggets to start our show here. And we have a lot of goalie news this week. Uh, we'll start with maybe the biggest piece here, Will Ingeman, why is that a senior goalie, has committed to St. Thomas. Which is... Uh, can, uh, pretty uh, interesting news considering we rarely have high school goalies committing. Uh, they usually got to commit when they're 19, 20 years old. So have a 17, 18-year-old kid commits, impressive. Yeah. It, it is probably we've seen less than five in the last 15 years. That's mm-hmm. so that's big. Uh, you guys play, haven't played YZ, have you? Nope, not this year. They're on our schedule next year, but we um, don't get them this year, unfortunately. Maybe in the state tournament? Maybe. Hey, that would make me happy. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what else you got, Carl? Uh, okay. So we have uh, Brock Payton of Orono, who I know Danny and Tony saw this week, is now the all-time wins leader at Orono as a goalie. You know who he passed up? Anybody want to take a guess on this? Ooh. He was uh, a D1 athlete at Notre Dame. Wow. He, I did not know this. I do not know he, this. He punted at Notre Dame. Stop Dan it. Sorensen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was standing, really? Yeah. Standing oh, next God. to him Stop when it, it happened. He yes. also had a punt blocked and taken to the house by Miami as well. Yes. yes. I need to remind him of that every time I see him. <laughs> yes. So he is now the number two. I and love Brock it. Payton is I number one. I didn't know one. he was a goalie. I yeah. just assumed he was a, yeah. he was a defenseman goalie. like he was a goalie. his more famous son. Yes. Oh, that makes me happy. All right. And one other goalie fun fact. Uh, Northfield, Keaton Waylock, he has his 19th career shutouts, and we're a little hazy on some of these goalie records. Not sure how good some of the records are, but as far as we know, that is a state record. We could have an entire podcast on the MSHSL's records on their websites. It's, I want to revamp that sometime. Uh, just good figure luck. out what it is. You already made your one rule change. You can't, okay. re- you can't, re- can't have two. Okay. Not a rule. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, a couple other milestones to highlight here. Uh, Wyatt Farrell, a La Crescent forward. Scored his 135th point and several others this week. He passed Uriah Hayes doing that, becoming the all-time LaCrescent scoring leader. And Uriah Hayes is no slouch. So, no. Uh, nice achievement for Wyatt. All right. I like that one. That's a good get. And then uh, Cambridge Sandy coach Jared Zebarth had his 100th win, and the Cambridge team currently celebrated with some fun 100 glasses. <laughs> yeah, they had 100 glasses. They gave him a jersey. You know what else they should have given him? They should have given him an invite to be on this podcast because Jared has declined to come on our show. I've invited him three times, and he <laughs> hasn't come on. So, Jared, if you're listening, we want you on. How many times did it take you, Josh? Um, one. One. Oh, okay, that's yeah, good. That's you. good. Thank that's you. what we like. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> And any more news? 
Uh, well, I have some a, a lesson for people, some some phrases that I heard this week that I think we need to clarify. So oh, they're used correctly. I love it. Okay. I love it. It's, the is... it's a distinction between the words canceled and postponed because they do not mean the same thing. Oh, I thought this was a lesson for Danny and I. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought is, so, too. Because you, you misused it in your broadcast Friday night, Tony. Oh. Uh, I did when? Several other people also have. Oh, so. did I call the Duluth East game canceled? You did. Oh, and it's postponed. Oh, I'm glad. Hey, I'm happy to get that wrong. I'm happy. I know the difference between the two, but I figured this late in the season, I thought for sure it was canceled. But if it's postponed, I wish I'm. I'm happy to be wrong in that statement. Yeah, and apologize profusely. So it. It might end up being canceled, but they do have some open dates. So hopefully, good, 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 good. The the distinction is a game that is postponed has not been canceled. It may still happen. We just don't know when. So if it's been postponed, it's just being moved later in the schedule. If it's canceled, it's gone. It's gone. Yes, correct. I thought you were going to go with uh, Brainerd's uh, incorrect usage. As what your... did they do? Well, we could do that too. I wasn't going to. So, call out what did Brainerd do? Brainerd tweeted out a picture of they were presenting the colors before the oh um, national uh, during the national anthem. So, presenting the colors, you have a couple flags out there. Yeah, and they said stars and bars. Yeah, it's not the stars and bars. The stars yes. and bars yes. refers to a different flag that is not in use okay i have another question you sent me that picture right yeah wasn't the zamboni on the ice yeah that was weird too why is the zamboni on the ice when there's yeah when there's humans on the ice with carpet but the star span the the our flag is not known as the stars and bars okay and stripes stars Stars. and stripes and stripes stars and bars bars are what you go to after the game no stars and bars Bars, refers to something that was yeah that was dukes of hazard oh ooh, Ooh, no 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 no, yeah so just yeah wow watch watch when you refer to stars and bars yeah that would be bad okay that's all that's all we're saying all right. Uh, did you did you remember my last piece of news, or you want me to belt it out for I, you? I have one more piece here. All right. So last week we had a throwaway line somewhere in there about you know Princeton has two rinks. So like, why does Princeton, you know, small <laughs> town, not a big hockey tradition there? Why does it have two rinks? And just before you start, know, it blew yeah. Peter away. It that yeah. Peter's like what? And I was like, yes, they have two beautiful rinks, mind you, not just two rinks. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know the story behind this. This is fantastic. I have one more news yeah. nugget after this, too, by the way. Okay, sure. So I, I got a phone call on this one. I don't know if you knew this, Tony. or I was prompted from. on this one after this after the pod as well. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. So um, back in the what, early 80s in Princeton, there was a, a, a man named, named Casey Ramirez. He was or, a, or we know. what, what he, he had yeah. many aliases. Yes, but this is as we know him. But he was a, you know... A, Active, active, civically active guy, you know, like doing stuff in the community. So, so seemed to have some money. He gave money out to, so that they could like plant some palm trees in front of city hall, which is kind of weird because I had to take him out every winter. But you know, they did it, and it was kind of fun. He gave some money to redo the airport, you know, spruce up the airport a bit, and then he also gave a bunch of money to uh, build a nice new hockey facility in Princeton. Gorgeous um, hockey facility. Yeah. So, but where did this money come from? You ask. Well, seems like those planes were in fact flying in some certain products from South America. Yes. And yes, he went to federal prison for <laughs> being a drug trafficker. <laughs> and that is why Princeton has a nice rink. 
Uh, I watched the whoever my guy. What's Hossie named after? <laughs> I have no idea, <laughs> but hopefully not that. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! The reason he's buying the airport was so he could get his drugs in. It was yeah, fantastic, and they did a Channel Four I Team report on it, and it was just. Yeah, I watched the entire thing. It was. It was. It yeah. blew me away that the the Princeton ice hockey rink was paid for by the sales of ice. If you know what I mean, but a different type of ice it was <laughs> crazy absolutely <laughs> yeah, crazy. New York times article on it you know we got national press yeah, oh wow insane absolutely yeah. insane so uh good good pickup there carl on our news item there okay what's the other uh shakopee will be the 2025 uh, mm-hmm. Hockey Day. We didn't announce that last week. It just we I may have so been dead news. last week, but at yeah. least I knew that. that there was so much news. We it just didn't make it to the news. And the only reason I really, really bring it up today is, you know, we did we had a tweet. You know, it's it's been announced. Shockby and the the comment section oh, on that yeah. one was just ugly. Oh, no. Like why Shockby? It should be Never in Grand Rapids or it should be here. No. And and what I don't think people realize it's it's not easy to put on hockey day so i don't think the line is very long uh right it's josh very I mean, expensive is, is that i mean would lakeville be running to sign up to have hockey day any day soon um i, I don't i don't know what their feelings are um but i do know i've kind of heard the background of what it takes to host it and it is a very challenging event for anybody who is hosting it um i think there's a lot asked of that association especially kind of mankato going through it when i was kind of um Exiting Oatana, you know, yeah. knew their coaches pretty well. So um, I, I don't know that Lakeville would be running to do it, especially at the two high school system there. It would be a little bit challenging. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I know a lot of people aren't really lining up to do it. So, Which is which is a great segue to this really quick. It, there aren't a lot of people lining up to do it. and But, but what people don't realize, it's, it's not like – it appears on TV. Not everything appears like it's, it looks like it's on TV. He's like, oh, yeah. Bally Sports brings in this crew of 10,000 people, builds the rink for you, gives you two, a $2 million grant yeah, to, to no. lay this whole thing out, and then you get chosen to host it there. No, it's almost just the opposite. Like, like literally, you have to raise thousands and thousands of dollars. Teams are paying, you know, tens of thousands of dollars just to play in it. So, like, prior Lake. You know, the amount that Prior Lake had to pay last year to go to Mankato to play in that game, it isn't just the fancy uniforms they're playing for. They're paying for lots of different things. So Hockey Day is a, a financial pitfall for lots of people. I mean, well, the people in Bemidji, I mean, this is like one of the biggest deals in their life is what they had to do to undertake that thing to be played on Lake Bemidji. But look at Minneapolis. That game was played in Minneapolis, not because of Minneapolis. It was played at Blake. Yes. Because Blake funded Had the money. It. Yes, it, it, that's that's how that happened, and so it, I agree. It's worth so noting. if for those commenters, and I just think they need to be educated that it's not as easy as it looks, and it's it does like, get pulled off, but it's not easy. And every year, it seems like it might not be too. Correct, correct. I, I you know, there you got World, and that's a lock, right? You got yeah. you got Marvin money, so that's going to be pulled off pretty easily. But not every town's got a Marvin sitting in the back door, just to ready to write a check for it. Well, and or what, Casey Ramirez, <laughs> <laughs> Princeton Hockey Day, yeah, Princeton that would be amazing. Day. It's that coming, amazing. Then the Princeton Cambridge Z Bars could go in and get another couple wins, a couple rusty, rusty skates. skates, the whole deal. So. 
Okay. Um, all right. Sorry to jump you on that one, Carl, but I had to get Shockby back in there because it was such a hot topic when we had one simple post. That's the most controversial hockey day announcement I've ever made in my life. I'm like, oh, I'll just put the hockey, you know, put the Calvin Simon picture up and knock it out. And boy, were people upset about it. I'm like, what is the problem? Shockby's about to, you know, basically unearth themselves because it's a lot of work. You're moving some dirt. Yeah. And we don't know where it's going to get no. played yet. So. No. Okay. I'm guessing I don't know where it's going to be played. It's either going to be at the track. Canterbury. Because they have all the yeah. parking there, or they're going to play it down on the athletic. Or it's going to be down near those athletic fields down below where the community center is because there's plenty of parking yeah. there. There's a lot of space in Shakopee. That's the good news. That is true. All right. Let's move on. What are we doing? Games? Games, baby. Okay. Are you announcing your new format? Uh, you you can announce it, Tony. Okay, so there's been some discussion in the in the text strings that Danny's games of the past are confusing and hard to follow. Carl comes back. They are. Carl comes back. Jesus, uh, I go to the hospital his, once. And yeah, and Carl comes back and uh, does it by section, right? Section and class. Mm-hmm. So we started in one A and one double A yeah. as much as you can. And and there's a few people that just loved it. Oh, we love Carl. Can, Carl can do no wrong. King Midas touched it, and it's now gold. Oh. So we are going to be doing it Danny's way, but we're, Danny's going to announce emphatically, emphatically before – we announce a string of games the day of the week the game was played. So we are going to go chronologically, but you're going to follow us chronologically. Danny has been doing it this way, but he never really announces it. So today we will start on Monday, which was the day after our last podcast. Yes. So Monday. Uh, what day was that? What day was this game played? Monday. Okay, good. All right. I thought you were going to ask me, like, with the actual date. And I was like, (laughs) you. No, I'm not. I'm joking. All right. Okay. Um, Monday, Hill Murray 2, Matamidi 1, overtime. This was a good good game. Good game. A lot of 2 to 1s for Hill Murray this week. Yes. And Matamidi, they got a lot low scoring. One of the news and nuggets that I heard from the rank is Ben Miller was back on Friday. Oh, good. Got injured on Friday. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I don't know if he played on Saturday. Okay. Just based on the injury. All right. All right. Um, uh, so, Josh, have you played either Hill or Montemita? You've played Hill. Yep, we played Hill. Um, I Was think it we two got to one? Right before kind of, or as the injury kind of bug kind of started hitting them. Uh, yeah, we won bug overtime. tornado. Right. Right. I know one went down in our game, too, I believe. Um it was a, uh, they went up really early, 2 nothing. We had a rough start. We kind of. Probably the goaltending, right? Yeah. Right. All Hosh, right. Hoshbrung struggled a little bit. All no, right. he was great. <laughs> that wasn't his fault. Well, um, the goaltending in the game pr- prior to that game was the 9-3 to Benilled Andover game. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, back to back. Yeah. 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 So um, we kind of plucked our way back, and we had a really bad first period, which was surprising to me coming from the team that beat us in the state tournament last year. But then we uh, found a, a jump in the second and third and, I th- and overtime, and I think we gave up three shots after the first period the rest of the game. And um, we ended up winning that game in overtime. And But uh, you could tell they were pretty beat up by the end of that one, and I thought we probably played two of our you know best periods that we have played. All right, next game. This is the one. And nobody was on a hotter streak than Buffalo. Buffalo 4-3 to three over Rodgers in overtime on Monday. How about that? So uh, I'm sh- I'm sure you haven't played Buffalo, but I'm sure <laughs> when you saw that score, your eyebrow was raised. 
You know, Aaron finds a way of doing that every single year. If you kind of look back, there's uh, some, you know, crazy wins for that Buffalo program every year, and, and Aaron Johnson does just a great job with kids and great teacher. Moorhead was the win last year yep, that yep. we were like, how did this happen? Right. And yeah, it, it is true. Buffalo steals things every year. And they yeah, got a few but, steals this year, for sure. Yeah, Carl? Yeah, and one, one upset happens, you know, that – you see that every year, but two, you know, in consecutive games, you start to say, "Oh, this team might be onto something." Especially if they're in an eight double A that doesn't have a top fifteen team. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It should be interesting to see. We'll, we'll get later in the in our pod series here, but it should be interesting to see where where they come out in the section because their record is weird in the section. I mean, it's just it's going to be is yeah. bizarro. Um, okay, moving to Tuesday. Tuesday, Carl. Tuesday. This is Tuesday. Tuesday. This is the next the day after Monday, there was a set of games that yeah. Danny's going to yeah. read off. 24 hours later, we got some more games. Um, Duluth East 7, Centennial 4. Uh, they just keep Anything rolling. Here? Yeah. And the numbers of goals. Yeah. The yeah. numbers of goals is what is really impressive. I was talking on our girls' show this week of, like, number of goals is a key performance indicator of a team. You can put the puck in the net. Uh, it was a Duluth, Marshall, Proctor, two t- good teams. But I was like, man, they, they've hung three on P- Proctor, Hermantown. They're not afraid of them. They can score on them. It's the, the one and two seeds. I'm like, that says something. And with Duluth, he's scoring this many goals against good competition. Uh, this, is, this is why I think they're the favorite to go to state. Yeah. You know, this East team, I've said this a couple times this year, but this is not these teams of the past where you're sitting back and running a trap and trying to contain things. This team has pace. They're moving nonstop. The top line is flying. I thought they would play the Centennial's top line in this game, which is a very good top line. And then they have enough scoring depth too. you know, Caden Cole is over 10 goals. They've got some three lines that can do some interesting things. So that's why they're winning. So is Steve Petosha, uh, Mike Randolph's uh, alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. I think there's enough similarities in, in them that you know, it's not a radical departure, but it's certainly a, a tactical shift. I should have Josh's schedule in front of me. Have you played either of these teams? We have not. Okay. North plays East, correct? No, not this year. Not this no. year? Okay. Well, somebody okay, plays well, that East. was a lot of fun. Let's guess that in a little <laughs> bit, too. Who does Lakeville South play? <laughs> I'm pulling up right now. Okay. Right now. All right. White Bear Lake 6, Champlin 3. Did you play either of these teams, Josh? Scrimmage White Bear Lake. <laughs> oh, the yeah, I was the there. Um, actually, I was really impressed with them. I thought they have a very firm identity for that first week of the year and really played a certain style that's pretty effective. And they have a very, very strong top line, and their decor is really good as well. Yeah, blue collar as heck, oh. and they pounded us. But yeah, it was, uh, they're, they, yeah, they, they're going to make some noise. They'll trap you to death too. Um, Chaska. This game was Tuesday, right? This, this is. Chaska. I'm still on Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, I'm still on Tuesday. Sure. Thank you. Tuesday. Okay, Tuesday. Tuesday. All right. Chaska four, Eastview three. That's a bad loss for Eastview. The section scary. That's what I thought Eastview was putting it back together. Nope. You guys still have an Eastview game left, right? Yep, we play them the we have back-to-backs. I believe with Prior Lake and Eastview the last week of the season Friday Thir- and Thursday Saturday. and Friday. Thursday and Friday. Yeah, Cuz I, I know your Friday schedule games. really well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um another game on Tuesday, Eaton Prairie 6 Stillwater 4. Beginning of a decent week for EP. EP's mm-hmm. cresting. Um, Prior Lake 2, Rosemount 2, overtime. Only reason why I brought this up is we have a, 
conference guy here. Yes, the only um, team, only team in the conference to beat you is Rosemount. That's two years in a row. Um, Coach Saney and I played college hockey. Their assistant Dan Ubel and I played together. So uh, they must have me down. But uh, they beat <laughs> us last year. We beat them in the second game. We play them again here on Valentine's Day. So. Hopefully we can give him some love that day. But uh, wow, Rosemont, I see what you did there. Yeah, I see what you did there. Transition. I see what you did there. But um, Rosemont's good. I think Rosemont has enough to if they can get the goaltending. I think they have enough to make some noise in three. I really do because they play a very defensive style, and um, all they need is one or two, and they got enough guys like Jake Toll can score, and they can they can pop pucks pretty good, and um, they're the, I think there could be a challenging team in section. I really do. I think they're a four seed, though, right? I mean, they're not yeah. a five seed. I have this thing called section scaries. If you're a five or above and you can win, oh, okay. I, they're not a section scary. But, like, Buffalo's a section scary and Chask is a section scary. Uh, and now Rochester John Marshall, we'll talk about – I guarantee we're talking about them today, and that's a section scary. Please tell me you got some RJM in there. Please. If you don't, you didn't do your homework today. Uh, I'll be looking at that momentarily. <laughs> Let's see what John Marshall did yeah. on what day of the week. I don't <laughs> Last so night they had a, they nights. beat Century. Okay. You know, and okay. they beat Mayo. So, like, these are teams that were categorically thought of as higher, and now they got legit section wins. So, I hope you have a Mayo score in there, too. Uh, Mayo, I, we I, do I, have a Mayo score I in there. We do have a Mayo score. One double A for final. Finally is interesting. Okay. Two through eight is interesting. Okay. Um, Alexandria, three, Little Falls, two in overtime. Interesting week for Little Falls. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Interesting. And Alex. uh, Moorhead, five, East Grand Forks, three. That's about what I would have expected. Yeah, it's about what I expected. I'm nothing... By this time of year, I kind of have my, you know, you got your QRF and your points and all that stuff. I kind of can, I, I could put a line out there. I really, I could. I could put a betting line out there. I, you know, how many goals it should be. I would think that was a one and a half spread. What about this Wednesday game, Tony? Wednesday game. On Wednesday. On Wednesday. Okay, this yes. past New Wednesday. Day. All right, good. Um, Hermantown 2, Orono 1. What a game. What it was game? a good game. We both didn't know that each other was at the game. <laughs> Tell the parking lot. <laughs> and I was like, Zozo, no turnaround by Tony, no. too. Okay? Just Are you kidding streamlined. me? Didn't even want to acknowledge that when, somebody had no. yelled when his name. I have hit 50 feet out of a building he and my last name is uttered, I am not turning around. <laughs> I am straight blinders. to the car. I don't want a conversation when it's 10 below outside with anybody. Yeah, it took about that. seven more Zozels until I finally turned around. Zozel, Zozel. I'm like, okay, I got to turn around now. I got to turn around. Yeah. And it was you. Thank and he God. regretted it. No, so. thank God it was you because <laughs> I knew it was going to be walk with me to my car and then I'm see ya. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but, again, Brock Payton stood on his head in this game. You know, I, I – was it entered my mind early second period when he started just started making big saves, huge saves. I had three pictures. I couldn't pick which one of them was three different saves in the same period. And I was like, 
He's channeling his inner bend artist right now. That's what I mm-hmm. thought. I, I, even though they, he did give up a goal in that period, and it was 2-1 going into the third, I still had that bend artist feel like this guy could beat anybody in the state in Class A right now. Did you get that feeling too? My feeling in this game is it really felt like a Friday morning it state tournament did. game. It now, really did. Hermantown was easily more talented. Yeah. Far and away, they yeah. had more depth. But the the edge went to goaltending here, and that's what made it scary. And Orno has enough pieces. Yeah, they Brad, had enough pieces. Br- I mean, Bradley what, Walker, how many, Joey Mugos. Had, in the last minute, they had at least it was like five offensive zone faceoffs yeah. and two or three good chances. Yeah. They were that close to tying a superior hockey team. Yeah, I will say the refs were in Orno's favor in this game. I felt that a way a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Sixty forty for sure. Sixty forty. That's sure. it, that's yes. It wasn't a fifty fifty. But there were a couple calls. You're like, wow, they're going to the box again. But it, to Kate Kolhansky, who we'll talk about in a little bit, I think he really stood out to me in this game because I haven't really been able to see Kate as much this year. I thought he's a very dynamically skilled player, and if had he played a full 25, I think he could be in the conversation for Mr. Hockey Final 10. Yep. No question. And we'll get to Mr. Hockey momentarily. And I, tweeted, I tweeted about the Kohansky brothers. I like call them the twins. But those two. You get not, those, not the Kohansky. I'm sorry, Koppinen. Sorry. Um, the Koppinen twins brothers. I mean, these two Finlanders, they just get after you hard. I mean, they come at you. I mean, they're relentless in the corners. They're very high-skilled. I think these are kids that can play past high school uh, uh, juniors and maybe even at the college level. They're very, very good, and and I think uh, the Plant brothers leaving enter the Kalpanen brothers, and they're just a great compliment to what Coach Andrews does there at at Hermantown. Yeah, the the, the Kalpanens are going to be huge if Hermantown is going to end up playing Ward in the state final and beating them because – but the place where Hermantown can have that edge is in the second line. Yeah. And they don't need them to come up big. And if the Plant brothers were in Hermantown right now, we wouldn't even know who the Kalpen brothers are, which makes yeah. high school hockey so awesome uh, to watch. You have probably similar situations in Lakeville where, where you lose Ludke and now other kids get to fill in that void, right? Yeah, I think uh, Tate Pritchard is kind of the, the yeah. key person to that one. Uh, Tate, we, we knew Tate is a great hockey player and has a high, high, high potential for uh, what he's going to do after high school hockey. But I think it just puts him more of a pedestal than that he probably deserves to be on, quite honestly, with uh, T being gone. All right. Um, one last note. I had another tweet, too, on uh, Bradley Walker. You were talking about a second. Mm-hmm. This kid's uh, he's a real dynamic player. I mean, he's not one of those, you know, you see some of these guys that can just pick, take the puck end-to-end and score. He's got that type of skill. But, man, I wouldn't want to go in the corners. No, he was thick. constantly on the, on the, on the Hermitown regroup. The Hermitown D were like, I got to get rid of this thing. This freaking 21 just keeps coming at me, keeps coming at me. Yeah. He's very, very aggressive hockey player, and he was part of the reason those offensive zone. Yeah, he plays minutes, too. He gets a lot of minutes. He's relentless. He's the, he's the reason why they're a top-five team. Oh, yeah. With, without him, they're not. They're not the same team. He yeah. is clearly, and I know – and they're co-MVPs on, for different reasons, but my God, that guy is on a really. I would say Walker player. took them to the point that they are at right now in the season, and Brock is going to take them past that. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, I'm moving to Thursday. Awesome, I okay, love Thursday. Thursday, 
Um, St. Thomas Academy three, Monomedi one. Rough week for Mott. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, yeah. rough schedule too. Yeah, mind you. yeah. <laughs> what they play: Hermantown, St. Thomas, yeah, and Hill Murray. Yeah, Hill. they had wow. Yeah. Postal bad scheduler, bad scheduler. <laughs> Or a great uh, schedule, yeah. depending how you look at that. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, coach chimes in there. I Especially like that. Especially at the end of the season. Now, uh, you know, they won't be tested like this until they get to state. So. Right. That's a good run. Even the amount yep. of crap I took for scheduling Minnetonka the day after we played Lakeville North, well, that was very purposeful. I mean, you're going to have to win a couple big games in a row if you want to kind of achieve what you're trying to achieve. So, yeah. um, for me, that was very purposeful multiple times this year to kind of get two Big back-to-back games that are very challenging for our kids. What other ones did you have? Uh, Benilden Chan and, um, well, Hill. That was a three-day, so that was kind of the first one. And then we have Eastview and Prior Lake coming up. Um, And then there are a couple that ended up coming up just by a chance. Um, Shock P and somebody, I can't remember who we played on, when we had two Mondays back-to-back, it was Egan and somebody. So we've actually had like four or five of those this year. Good, good. Talking about Minnetonka, they beat Wyzetta four to two in the rematch Thursday night. Yep. On Thursday night, and that was re- a Bally's game. That was a Bally's game. Uh, Josh, what is your take on these Bally's games? I think it's just I love it. Oh, it's great for our sport. I mean, what a great way to help us keep kids here. Um, it's a great promotion of some awesome hockey. It was great. I watched the Chaska Chan one. That's probably the only one I've actually been able to sit down and watch with my schedule, but. Um, I thought it was really well done, and I just think, you know, any promotion we can do for the kids and for high school hockey is is really important. How much hockey do you watch other than your own right now? Well, I have four children who play hockey. <laughs> um, so I watch a lot of lower-end square-day hockey right now. I have three kids on that team in Northfield, and uh, so we're doing that quite a bit. But You live um, in Northfield. We just moved there, actually, this summer. Yep. So it's been a fun move for our family and getting acquainted to the community and um, – it's been a good good situation for us, but uh, I do a lot of um, watching of our opponents. Okay, I spend uh, probably a good hour hour and a half. Uh, Technology has made it easier, but it's also made it easier, which is not good all the time. Like sure. it's really easy to spend a lot of time in it. Um, <laughs> we use a program called yeah. TPE, which helps us break down games a little bit quicker, and we can kind of get into things faster. But uh, I would say I probably spend five to six hours on teams we're playing a week. For that massive salary you get. Yeah, it might be an obsession more than a you know, family. <laughs> well, you're not here with people who are obsessed. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, This is actually a counseling session. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Thank you for the invite. I needed it. Yeah. Uh, invite I mean, my wife next time. Yeah. Tony, let's not talk about wives. Tony's okay? never home. Let's not talk about wives. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody already, I'm fully recovered now from being thrown on the bus by another one of our employees. Who's currently listening, yeah. but is muted herself. Muted. <laughs> um, anyways, good. Uh, this is a Taka win that they needed, I yeah. would say. Uh, Taka has been tight in some games. They were down one nothing and then came back. Made it four one and I think four two. What a good crowd too! I saw a tweet yeah. on that as well, like showing that crowd a lot for Thursday. That's a good crowd for Thursday. Exactly. Um, in a big five A tilt, Little Falls four, Saint Cloud Cathedral three. These two teams have separated themselves from yeah, they have. from the rest they of have. Section Five, and I don't know who's going to win this section. I think it will still come down to these two teams at the MAC. Yeah. Will it be at the MAC though? Yeah, I, I think no. It, 
This is a this is furniture and things. Oh, is that furniture and things now? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, it has okay. been the last okay, couple that, years. That's my so. bad. That's yeah, my bad. Section five. Yep. Yeah, section six. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, Lakeville South five, Creton four, overtime at the Chuck. <laughs> yep. I don't. I don't know if I've warmed up yet. Nice. The Ramsey County rinks have a way about them that when it's negative degrees, they they drop down another level. Oh, man. I was cold on that bench. (laughs) I had my zippers zipped up, and oh, man, it was cold. That's all I got. It was really cool. That's all, all, all we got on this. Over- yeah. That's all we got. <laughs> oh, um, I can talk about the game as long as you want. On Meanwhile, episode. Nico shaves his head. Funk just shaved his head. Yeah. You know, they're doing just fine. They're tougher. The private school guys, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about this game. Um, I saw Creighton play yesterday. Um, obviously, this is a good win for your guys' squad. Yeah, we kind of needed this one. Um, you know, we, we, other than Hill, I don't know that, you know, that upper echelon group of teams that kind of I, I hope we're part of. Um, we, we haven't had great fairings. With Benilde, we really struggled. We had two defensemen out, which are top two, which, I mean, I just don't think we have the depth to overcome that. But Chan kind of gave it to us a little bit. Um, and uh, Minnetonka handled this quite well, too. So it, it just is nice to see a, a response. Um, I didn't think we had a great first and second. We did play well against Edina kind of in the third, but it was similar to this game where we didn't have a great first and second. Uh, I thought we responded very well in the third period, played the style of hockey we have to play to be successful against that top group of teams. And um, ultimately, our top line kind of uh, found a way to, to win the game. It was a grinding game for us. We found a way, but uh, they're a very good team. Um, I thought our goaltending was superior that day, and that helped us. Yeah, and they run four, too. Hoshsprung. yeah, we learned that yesterday. All right, here yeah. we go. <laughs> and, and by we, it's <laughs> not, just, not just... Not just the, Danny, the, Carl, well, and Tony, Tony. but yeah. Josh as well learned that it's Hoshsprung. Yeah, I was talking to him at Shakopee, and I'm like, How, tell me one more time. I like Jack and I have a good connection. I like Jack. He's hilarious. He's funny, and... Um, you know, he's always the last guy out because he has to talk to his girlfriend nonstop. But I have to push him out literally every day. But um, I'm just like, how do I spell it? How, how do I say your name when they're throwing footballs? He and our other goalie, Brooks Curry, were throwing the football around. Like, say, say it again. He's like, Hoshsprung. I'm like, what? And he's like, Hoshsprung. I'm like, are you serious? Like, Jack, we've been together for two years now. Come on, correct me on these things. I need to call my players the right name. Yeah. I tell a lot of people, including Lou Nanny last year, how to say your name, and now here's, <laughs> here's me saying it wrong. So, yeah. Well, hopefully we can correct Lou this year. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. help him. Fingers crossed. <laughs> now that we know. Yeah. Right. All right. Rochester Mayo five, Lakeville North three. That's an important wow. score for you guys. Yeah, you know, Norderman is doing a really nice job at Mayo. Uh, I think that they play hard. They, we played them in the section semis last year, and I mean, it was it was. They came out hard, and, you know, being in southern Minnesota, I just understand how important it is to start fast against those teams to kind of eliminate some hope. Uh, the longer you let them stick around, the scarier it gets. Uh, but that is an interesting game because, uh, you know, they're probably the 2-3 seed in my eyes anyways, whatever that's worth. And those two teams. Yeah. 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 And, like, you yeah. got to look to, like, so Mayo and Hastings tie. Yeah. Right? Lakeville North gets beat by Mayo. But they beat uh, Hastings the a couple weeks ago. Five two. Yeah. They handled them pretty easily. So the day before, actually, I believe yeah. it was. Um, so what does it mean? I don't know. You know, and I'm sure they'll both probably come in and say they're the two, and we'll just kind of have to vote on that because, like, the schedules that they hold. I mean, Mayo did have Chanhassen and Minnetonka early on in the year, but uh, North has the South Suburban Conference and Wyzetta and 
also a very challenging Cretan. So they have a challenging yeah. schedule. So like at what point does the strength of that schedule matter too in the seedings? Well, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be a great game. So if it is a two seed, that semifinal, it, no matter what, is that is that some are the semifinals now in Rochester or are they home site? They're Rochester, so we go to the rec center, which I mean, it, it's it's a little bit frustrating that you know I say that now, but you know, it's <laughs> when not, you're in Ohio, you right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you know I I get why we do it, um, but it, it is a pretty challenging drive for you know us compared to southern minnesota teams and you could be playing a rochester team in their own building which um which is fine it is what it is because like the girls section finals held noatana and they have a good opportunity to be in that this year so um yeah but so it's that's where they have it can you see it's funny nobody has a better observation this being a big nine coach like you were can you see the the trauma for lakeville south if they get into a game with uh, with Mayo and a full barn, and they got seventy thirty. That could get challenging if they if you keep hope alive, right? Yeah, like I don't care who we're playing. You know, I'm nervous going into every game a little bit. You know, you yeah. always have. Oh, yeah. that. You it, have to. We're be. dealing with with sixteen, fifteen to eighteen year old boys, and um, you never know what you're going to get on a day to day basis. So um, they have good goaltending. Stands on his head. Okay, well that. Can't really control that. Look at Buffalo Eyes. That was a perfect yeah. example. So, um, yeah, I mean, that does – it is challenging. It is scary because when was the last time a Rochester team was in a section final? Um, last year it was heavy mail there because I'll tell you right now, the Lakeville people aren't going to travel down for a semifinal. No. no, uh, It just doesn't no. happen anymore. They've been there for so many years in a row, and, and I understand it. So, yeah, I definitely see some challenges there, and, and they're a good team, and, and both sides are playing for everything. So, uh, right. A lot of strange things can happen, and and they're a good team. They're not a bad hockey team, and this is not like an automatic kind of thing, and it's not like something that we sleep on. Um, we'll be very well prepared, and and you know we'll kind of just make sure our guys remember what they're playing for. You should do like they do in college football, like you play a bunch of loud noise and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> practice, yeah. Yeah. practice, <laughs> yeah. Really bad ice in case the rec center is in the Oh, oh, oh wow. 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 Turn up the thermostat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Slow us down a bit. Um, okay. Move on. Okay. Last Thursday game, Woodbury 3, Stillwater 2, overtime. Zoinks. Yeah. Does Woodbury get the scaries? Yes, they're now in the scaries. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think Eastridge is going to get in the scaries before yeah. the end of the I year. They're going to get one of those wins, and you're going to go add them to the list. Yeah. You know what's funny? Speaking of the scaries, it's funny, you know, some sections, there are no scaries. No. Right? Especially in Class A. I, I quizzed you on this. So I don't think there are any five through four A. There's no scaries. No. Oh, God, no. Okay, but no. I list no scaries. Like, I think it was seven double A, no scaries. And someone goes, no scaries in seven. LOL, LOL. Everyone thinks it's funny. I'm like, I just don't think there's a five through eight in some of these sections that there's scary. No. Five through Cloquet eight. is a four now. But, yeah. What's that? Who's a four? Cloquet. 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 Uh, yeah, they moved Cloquet. out of the scaries. Oh, that yeah. thing is, you can win enough games like Buffalo, and you move yourself mm -hmm. out of the scaries into one through four, and you're no longer in the scaries. It's those those semifinal games or those quarterfinal games, and if you're like if you're in four double A with Hill Murray, I don't want to play Roseville. I don't want to play any of those teams. No. no, thanks. They're just hungry and fearless. Um, Friday, Friday, Friday. We're Friday. on Friday. Andover four, Grand Rapids one. 
that checks all the boxes. That that's Rapids that was stuck around, but yeah, yeah, and that's kind of their par that's for the course for Rapids. Just hang around and not keep win. it close. Not look, look at goals scored. Like their goals scored even in it's evenly like matched games. Yeah. When they're playing an evenly matched opponent, it's a low number goal scored. They're not a threat. No. They're only a threat if they can keep it two or under. That's yeah. not where you want to be. That's You've yeah. been there before, Josh. Yeah, did you watch us last year at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Edina, two, Hill Murray, one, Friday edition. <laughs> Cut, paste, <laughs> Saturday. Yeah, hold off. That will happen again. Did you see the start time, by the way, for Saturday? Eight. eight. Oh, oh, my which God. Which was probably at 9.30. It was closer to 8.30. I was still waiting on a score around 10.30. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Rogers, five, Maple Grove, two in the last and final Friday Night Ice of, of the, the year. year. And, you know, to put on something like that is there's so many details. I mean, just, I mean, to down to the band, not get be able to fit in the door at Bloomington Ice Garden. I mean, like, there's so many trials, tribulations to get that puck on the ice. Cal Thomas and Brock Faber dropping a puck. I mean, the details that go into that event are amazing. The results were fantastic. We had a full full building. Bands yeah. were playing. It, it was, was special. It was a cool night. Very yeah. cool night to see. And at 4-2 in the third, if Maple Grove can make that one goal pop, now you got, you know, intrigue for the well, final 15 minutes of the night. And that was the difference maker. Maple Grove's goaltender heads a save, makes a header save. Yeah. And then it popped right into the slot and boom. Game over. Game over. It, All five yeah. goals by Rogers were on rebounds. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was all Rogers in this game. Yeah, we don't want to look. Josh just Rogers. looked at where I sprung and said, hey, you know. Yeah. No, I'm looking at my assistant coach who oh. just rides our guys about rebound and screen and net front play. So I gave him the look. For, oh, okay. He's right. That. Yeah, he is He's right. right. No doubt about it. Yeah. it was, and they were easy. Easy, easy ones. Easy These goals. were not like, oh, my God, he got that rebound in. It was just. No, it wasn't a Finn Brink snipe type no, of thing. No, it was not. They were not pretty, but, hey. You know, you, they got that many pucks in that. The shots on goal were dead even. Yeah. Great A's were dead even. And that's where he gets down to the game, right? Like, same amount of great yeah. A's, same amount of shots, same quality of goaltenders. Now that's on the D. That is that is on the D. Are you hitting the panic button yet if you're Maple Grove? Absolutely. Like, hard. Yeah. Hard. 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 Oh, Josh is like, no, we got too really? much talent, right? Yeah. They've been there. They've done that. Like, well, the they're going to have to play Rodgers in the semis now. Totally Maybe. get it. But I think Maybe. winning Maybe. a section final game is very different than winning a game in February. Or yeah, February. I suppose we are in. But right. Um, I know they have the talent to do it. I totally believe in that. But that first one is so challenging. Yeah, I agree. I agree. War Road five, Thief River Falls zero, and I'm pretty sure this was knotted up at nothing going into the third. Is that Friday? Still? Friday. Okay, Friday. Sorry. This is Friday. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Oh, my All right. bad. All right. Okay, and that's the last and I'm Friday. Not, why, why did you bring that one up? Why? Because it's a section game. It, it was a goal sex, section game. It was a section game that was, uh, I think, uh, even going into the I'm third. I'm glad period. we can delete this out later. Okay. It was such a bad take. <laughs> Back to Saturday. Back to Saturday. All right. Um, Duluth Denfeld five, Alexandria four. We'll talk about this a lot coming up, but yeah, we will. Oh yeah, we will. This is this game. It's like it's a, this kid punched his ticket right on my Mister Aki ballot. 
Andy Larson is who Tony is talking about. He had a hat trick in this game and had his hand on the other two goals. So he had five points. His, like, percentage of points? Per per goal? Yeah, it's like 70%, 80% of the points are go right through this kid, and their strength of schedule blows me away. I thought for sure with that drive from Duluth to Alexandria, they're losing. Alex is way too hot right now. They're going to get beat. I would have had my line at 4-2-4-1, Alex, and Denfeld wins this game. This good kid's win. a stud. It's a good Absolute stud. And so a good win for Denfeld. Carl, you, you and I are, you know, on the uh, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we have keys to the city of Duluth. Later you'll hear us chime the... the you and Mr. Nygaard. Yeah, are we are. Yeah, out. we're basically the Bob Nygaard Award. Uh, what, did you, what do you think of that win? Yeah, it's it's an impressive win. I think it's the sort of game that... This, this is how Denfeld has to win, right? It's, it runs through Andy. It, he has, they have to hold up defensively. And they just have to let him do his thing. It's one of those cases where you have one great player who can put a team on his back and maybe carry him at least to a section final. Yep. I think it all ends there. But for any of those teams, Rockridge, Hibbing, any of those teams, it's going to end at Amsoil against Harmontown. They're just too good. Lakeville South 6, Shakopee 4 in the rematch of the fight last year. We got him! We got him! We got him! Oh, I knew it was coming, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, did you shake hands? We, yeah. Yeah, we did. Okay, I'm which kidding. They, I'm kidding. How many times have you played them this year? This is our second. Second? Was this one at Hasi? Oh, uh, this one was at Shockley. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. But they're very similar ranks. Yeah. They're, I, they have to be the same person who built them because yeah. they're almost the same rank. Yeah. You know? With the room going behind Correct. the benches. Yeah. It's very, very similar. I think you guys have more bleachers or more yeah. fans it seems like theirs goes up three four more rows up but it's very similar yeah it's it's a beautiful facility they have done a really nice job there. Yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely well let's talk about the game uh, you guys were kind of in cruise control from the start you guys were leading and then they the tried beginning. to claw their way back they did yeah um it was three nothing we had a good first period Aiden Willa scored with like four seconds left in the first period to make it a three nothing game. I think we had a power play goal in there if I remember right. Um and then your goalie let in three yeah, then? then? Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Hoshsprung. Hoshsprung. All checks out Jack right now. Hoshsprung. <laughs> right. Um, Quick question yeah. for you. Uh this is more of a coaching question. Um as I've coached hockey, when I get to three, I, I don't know, it's probably a bad thing to do, but when I get to three, I kind of have a little bit of a sigh of relief. Like, all right, we got to three I start to coach a little bit differently at three. Do you coach differently when you get to three like that? No, I try to, you know, honestly, like, we got five in the first period against them the first time. I prefer five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? We were in our, this is our third week in a row of having three games in a week. Oof. And any coach in the state who has done this long enough hates three-game weeks because inevitably you're going to have one that is just not your team. Um, so we, I mean, we have over talked about that this week and I'm sure, you know, Jack, especially sitting here is sick of hearing me say that, but, um, you know, the challenge, we knew, we knew it was going to be a challenging game. We knew it wasn't going to be, you know, like the last one. Um, I did deep dive into stats and even that game was a lot closer than the score, you know, showed. Right. Um, so I, it was, it was really kind of one of those things where we knew we had to try to play everybody a little bit, give some guys breaks, couldn't lean on the first line as much just, the fact that they're running out of gas here at the end of the week. And, um, 
you know, we ended up having to completely rely on the first line again, but um, they, they pulled their weight. They're, they're so, so dang good with, with their, uh, you know, offensive stuff, especially. So uh, they ended up making it uh, three to one in the second and they scored to make it a one goal game. And then Dom scored right away uh, on a shorthanded, I believe to make it four to two. Um, and then they scored on that and, or it was to make it a three goal game again. And then they scored to make it four to two. That's how we brought in the third and third. I thought we carried the play uh, pretty well, but then they would kind of, we'd make a mistake. They'd score four to three. Um, they're good at jumping like that. Too. I mean, look at their stat line all the way through. They're yeah. getting outshot by almost everybody, but you know, with Simpson and Vogel kind of can score on any shift and, um, they made a really nice play to tie the game up. We made a really, really bad play, um, to give them that opportunity and, and they capitalized. So I give them a lot of credit in that. And, uh, they made it four, four with like a minute 40 left in the game and came back and tied it up and, you know, kind of like our top line does. And, and when you've had guys who have won at the level that those kids have, they played in the state tournament, state championship game. They they know how to do this, you know, especially Doms and Willis, but Tate is right there. It's no different. But um, they came down and scored another, like, 30 seconds later and, and you know, 5-4, and then we ran a we run a specific 6-on-5 play in our own end, and they executed perfectly and went down and Tate scored an empty netter. So uh, it was a good game. It was a grind. It was a battle. And these, you know, Winning eight of the last nine for us uh, in three game weeks is I'm I'm really proud of our kids. Um, let's I, I just dawned on me here during this pod that with your schedule, uh, with South Suburban schedule, you get a look at two double A, you get a look at one double A, and you get a look at three double A. Yeah. You're pretty much an expert on that lower portion of the state uh, and a little bit west as well. Uh, you talk a little bit about shock P. If they're a two double A school and you haven't seen Shockby, you see their scores. How do you stop them? And uh, what do you, what do you know about these guys? You know, like they play two lines. It's kind of weird. There's of the a game. lot of Lakeville South. You know, because Calvin coached there, Ferns coached there. Yeah. I mean, yep. they know you guys really well. They do, and I think that's probably some of the animosity right. that was there last right. year a little bit. But um, you know, we had a little thing go on yesterday, and I'm not going to get into it, but. Um, you know, Kelvin and I got together and we handled it and it was fine. Kelvin, Kelvin's doing a good job. He works hard at his craft. I think we're very similar in kind of our approach to things. And, um, so I have a lot of respect for what he's doing over there because it's, it, it, he's doing good things and that program is growing in really, really good ways. So, um, you know, I know we had our, our little issue last year where <laughs> men it, it being is men. what it is about, you know, I just, I got concerned when they put my goalie into a position that I didn't feel was a safe position for him to be in. Right. Um, especially when like you if you look at basically any team in the state there, there's a goalie with an illegal mask on the team. Right. Um, so that's all that kind of came, but he's doing great things. And uh, if you're trying to shot, shut down them, I, I think you just have to take an approach to shut down Simpson and Vogel. If you can shut them down, um, and take advantage if you have two lines and you can match their second line well, I think that you're probably going to be successful against them. And um, just don't let them be opportunistic. I think that's kind of how you play them. Should be a fun section, 2AA. Like yeah. one through seven is a total crapshoot. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a very interesting one. I didn't think it was the most interesting section last year, but I think it's really interesting this year, yes. which is kind of cool. I agree. Last I agree. year was a four-team race. This, this year it's a lot more than that. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Um. Okay, I'll say the Rochester score now. Thank you. Rochester John Marshall, four. Rochester Century, one. That's a shocker. Yeah. I mean, John Marshall's been 
the, the redheaded stepchild of that of that school. I mean, that city, and now they've beaten both. That's fantastic. That's good for hockey. I uh, couldn't be co- more happy for Coach Erich. Man, he works hard, and he is such a good hockey coach. And you know, he's one of these people who is just super invested in Rochester hockey and and what uh, what they're trying to accomplish. And um, Jaden Vaney is a really good defenseman. He could play on any team in the state and be probably in that top, you know, half for sure of their defenseman. He's enormous. I don't yeah. even want to guess how big he is. But yeah, he's huge. He played on our 17 one double A team last year and or one A A double A HP team, and he was an awesome kid. Just a kid oh. that you want to cheer for forever. Um, and there's been so many of those kids that I've ran into this year, but it's been pretty cool with that. But uh, do they have a JV? Um, I don't believe so. I, I don't, don't think, think so either. So. And because I got a, I I'm good buddies with Jaden's dad, Dwayne, and he's, you know, every time they get a big win, he lets yeah, me know, which, sure. which he should, right? I mean, and uh, he's like, yeah, 13 skaters last night in the text. I'm like 13 skaters at high school, that's really hard. Yeah, yeah. I think they kind of they, they have some. I mean, in, he's talking about injuries, but it, right, you wouldn't never if you didn't have a JV, you wouldn't have 13 skaters. No. That's why I asked the question about Correct. JV. Yep, so they got great goaltending. They're getting great goaltending. I know they beat Northfield the other day. In the, Six was, to four. Yeah, I was talking to their coach and then talked to them. Like, they all shot on like 43 to 17, took a dumb penalty. They scored, and all of a sudden we lost. And yeah. yeah. That's two huge wins. Yeah. It is. It is. In one week. In one yeah. week. Yeah. I mean, people, you know, discount Lakeville, I mean, Northfield because they're a single A, but everybody knows Everybody knows that Northfield's a good team. That's a legit hockey team. Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, they play. Kaiser I love watching good. them. Yeah, yeah. Kaiser and Munson are both yeah. good. Waylock, who you talked about earlier, is a really good goaltender. Um, they just they play so incredibly blue collar and fast, um, especially like away from Kaiser and Munson. Those are very skilled hockey players. Yeah. But everyone else is just they work so hard and grind. And I I love watching them play. I've been to a handful of their games living there, and my kids want to go watch them, so we go and yeah. And Lovecraft does just a wonderful job. He's a good coach. Yeah. Um. Creighton 3, White Bear Lake 2. I was at this one. Um, notes from it. Creighton still running four lines. Um, Fisher's double shifting. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. So Creighton, Creighton scored a um, shorthanded to make it 2-1. to one, And then White Bear scored a shorthanded to make it 2-2. Two, two. Oh. And then Creighton Oof. scored on the power play. No way. Yeah. Special teams. Yeah, I would say yeah. Creighton played really disjointed. A lot of icings, not a lot of chemistry. Uh, um, they're still playing with their backup goaltender. Um, and you're still calling Creighton Creighton without the Durham Hall there. Do you, are you, did you I, grow up in the 60s or something? So Creighton is the all-guy school. Durham Hall is the all-girls school. I know. So, so we're, we're just going to call it like it is for this matchup. Okay, all right. Um, so CDH. There you go. CDH. Um, good win. And I, I think uh, – Rebound play. after losing previously to yep. Lakeville South. And they'll play um, uh, White Bear Lake one more time. This year, yep. still so. All right. Um, Wyzetta five, Grand Rapids zero. What's that key number there it for got Grand s- Rapids? Got score zero goals. Yeah, they're just not a threat. No, a they are. And poor, poor Gundy. I mean, he, that kid's just getting. Yeah, he's getting worked. Worked. Uh, yeah. And I needed that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is a good bounce back win, hopefully for them. Um, Cloquet two, Cloquet Esco Carlton. I guess. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. Elk River Zimmerman might come up later too. Thank you. So, um, uh, beats Champlin Park two to one. 
which is a big win for Cloquet and, and a, a bad, bad loss, loss for, for number 10 double A. I don't think they're going to make the rankings. <laughs> no longer this week in your hearts and minds. Cloquet Esco Carlton. Okay. Um, St. Cloud Cathedral 8, Providence 5. Uh, the, Tells me the dip. spread that I expect, but the amount of goals. I did not expect that. That's been Providence all year, though. Providence has had some major high numbers every game. Yeah. 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 That's when they lose in sections. I'm assuming lose in section. It's going to be like a six to ten. Snowman involved. Snowman will be involved. Yeah. Um, Morehead. Bet the over. Bet the over. Morehead three. Elk River Zimmerman. Zero, but it was tied at zero going into okay. the third. All right. Okay. That's sure. Um, this one's EP two. I'm still on Saturday. I sp- by the I way. could spend some time on this e- one. EP two. Benilde St. Margaret's zero. If okay, if you're you know this section meetings, Josh. If you're Eden Prairie, who has some horrible horrendous sac- section losses. Can, and they still don't have a really a real a real late conference win yet. They you know they might have a a, a Buffalo or an STMA, but a real or a Hopkins or something like that, right? Right. If you're Mike Terwilliger, can you walk into that meeting with this Benilde win as kind of a pseudo late conference win? Because you need them. You need good wins to to move up the ranks. Benilde, when we played them, was so talented. And we scrimmaged <laughs> them earlier on. Like, it is absolutely absurd. It is. How, how much well they talent it's they have. Every time I leave, I'm and like, how do they lose? Not, not yeah. only that they lost, but, but the score. Like, yes. You know, probably the most potent office in the state. Eden Prairie, they're not. Really Ryan Coring has team. eight points on the year. Yeah. He's how? 98 on the midterm nothing? scouting. He's yeah. got eight points. Yeah. So <laughs> like, it, it just. It begs a question. So is that a big? Is can you walk in if you're if you're the if you're eat, if you're Eden Prairie's coach, Josh? Can you walk in with that Benilde win and go, hey, remind me which section section EP is? They're that? two double A. So okay. Tonka, Chan, Shock, Prior Lake, Chaska, Holy, Holy Family, and I think they have a losing record in section play. I oh, think yeah. I think yeah. you definitely can when you talk about you know. Um, Probably not with Minnetonka and Chan. I think yeah. those two have probably separated. Um, but when you go to talk about maybe Shakopee, who is their big win against? You know, they don't have that one on their schedule. I don't think Shakopee yeah. and Eden Prairie play, right? No. No. So, and they lost um, in overtime to Chan, though. Right. And Chan just lost to Benilde. Right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, see? did Chan and Eden Prairie play earlier on? In the no. Year? No. Okay, then, I mean, maybe you could get... Chan's, Chan's depth of work, though, is pretty solid right now. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yep. They've beaten pretty much everybody. I mean, I think some of it depends, too. Like, could you, can you, do you feel comfortable walking in as the new coach saying we're two? And, yeah, do you, you think know, yeah, maybe I, that's what it comes down to? And I Twig's pretty high integrity guy. So I, yeah. and I don't even think that'd be lack of integrity. It's just how you look yeah. at it and how no, you view no, it. Right. Kind of advocate for your team. For yeah. sure. That's our job. That. I want to. If I could pick one coach's meeting, that's, that's the one the I'd want to go to. I'm like, all right, how's this gonna shake out? That could you be know? a lot of fun. Yeah, yes. that that's gonna be a good Zoom call. Yes. All right, <laughs> a couple more games to go on Saturday. On Saturday, I think we can skip that last one. <laughs> all right, Little Falls six, Northern Lakes four. That's a good score. Yeah, it's closer than it. Yeah, it needs to be for, that yeah. used to be a section game. Now it's not. No, right? it's not. Is all it? Right. 
Uh, oh, Northern Lakes is six. They are six. <laughs> yeah. Um, Edina two, Hill Murray one in the cookie cutter game. That it, this game is always a one goal game. It's always low scoring. It's At always least Edina low scoring this year. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's right, about it. Right. Though. All right. Okay, that's all I got. Okay, next week I'll bring you Monday through Saturday games again. I appreciate it. I big time appreciate okay. it. Okay, Tony, you want to turn it over to me for Mr. Hockey? Danny, let's hear about the Mr. Hockey finalists that we're going to pick next week. Okay, we got some Mr. Hockey talk now. We're talking about Jason Chuckabee? Yeah, we'll talk about a lot of players. Wow, wow, Carl just freaking <laughs> drops okay. a bomb. Okay, and that's been our <laughs> that's Mr. It, Hockey. The show. <laughs> it's over? Yeah, that was fun. And moving on to the Summer Olympic Player Profile. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. That's what we're here for. So we're going to go through um, now who we believe will be chosen as the 10 Mr. Hockey finalists. Um, so we have a list of about 25 skaters, and then we'll go over the Frank Brimsick uh, Award. Um, did I land it, Carl? You, you landed it. Okay, good. I think he stumbled ever. a little bit, though. Okay. Like, like if he was but a he gymnast, he came down on both feet. But he kind of teetered a little bit. At and the then end. I put yeah, my hands up. But I still would have given me a 9-9. Nine, nine. Definitely okay. a 9-9 nine, yeah. nine on that. Okay. Okay. So we got a list Before of goaltenders after is all I'm going to say. Before we do, I'd like to just qualify some of this. This is our predictions as to how the process will end up and unfold. We've This is our eighth attempt. We've only nailed it. We've only gotten a 10 out of 10. Uh, one time that was back. I think it was our first shot at it. We got it right, and it since was. then we have not gotten it right. We yeah, made it look we felt easy. So good about ourselves. Oh we my, were so smart. God, yeah. I had that in the old fishbowl. I had that ten out of ten taped on the window for like three years. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. I was so proud that we went ten for ten, and and I think I don't even think we've gotten nine. No, I feel like eight is usually our number. So if you're listening to this podcast, plan on us being about eighty percent. But guarantee that we will name all 10 players. Yes. We just won't name, <laughs> announce that and, they're the 10. And, and I think we're going to do a really nice job. We always do a really nice job of talking about each of the players and why they're in, why they're out, and, and what kind of goes into it. So before we get to us predicting them, I'd also like to state that all three of us are voters on the Mr. Hockey uh, panel, and we are also – uh, going to explain what the process looks like as voters. So we'll get a ballot in the next, I don't know, seven Probably. to ten days. We'll get a ballot emailed to us. And it's really interesting ballot because it's due when? It's due right before section play, I want to say. Yeah. So we get a ballot. No, it's due before that because that was the problem last year with it's Max It's due at like the last week of the season, I want to yeah, say. But I think people vote early. Yeah. So they get their ballot and they just vote. So the ballot works like this. You're, you can put in seven players, and it's weighted. So if you put number one, I'll use an example, Jason Chagabay, he gets seven points. And then you put in number seven, let's just say it's Ryan Coring. He gets one point, and then so on and so forth. So it goes seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And that's it. And there's no semifinalists. There's no let's vote right after the state tournament. So when people went crazy last year about Alex Bump, Alex Bump didn't go crazy until after all the ballots were cast. Yeah. 
Easily. And then, obviously, YHH gets it right. We got him as our player of the year, and Ma- Max Strand loses in the semifinals to Elk River, and we look like geniuses. That's because the panel is smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it's a much smaller panel. Yes, that's correct. So, who? Some of us voted for bump anyway. But so, did, uh, you, did you have bump one? I didn't. I don't think I had bump one. I know I, he was in my top three. Three for sure. in my top five, I want to say. Yeah, I know he was in my top three. And then what you saw unfold, it was just the easiest decision ever is to make us a bump jersey, and it was great. So Okay, so the people who vote on this, this is going to be NHL scouts, college coaches, and, it's a mystery list. and media. We really yeah. don't know. And three weird dudes with a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we know some people who vote on it. Yeah. Um, just because you'll meet them around the rink. And, yep. But we don't know everybody. No, we don't. And we don't know how many, too. And so that's the other caveat with this. Yeah, we have no idea. But we just know there's a, an esteemed list of voters. And they uh, they go to high school hockey games and watch. And some may not. I don't know. But I think every year they it's close. Last year's uh, Max Strand was one of the more mystery. That was a mystery one. But winner. last and year and was and more open. I thought he was deserving of, of – he had a great season, everything. But, but he wasn't in my seven. Uh, he was in my seven. He, uh, he, yeah. Thor Bufflin was. Yeah, Thor was my number one. And was Thor Bufflin in our ten? Yeah. Yeah, he was in our predictions. He was one. Bufflin cost us. Yeah, and Weston Knox <laughs> did too. Weston Knox I'm cost Thor. us. And and look what happened. Weston Knox wins a state title. Yeah. So I think he would trade the state title for a banquet appearance. At I the, think so too. I would. I would for sure. So, all right. So, we're going to list off 25 players. We'll call them locks uh, maybes or maybes or, or no's. Um, and then once we get that, we'll whittle. And then when we get down to it, we'll be all done. Okay. So, I'm going to kind of color code this on my side, oh, too. Oh, gosh. He's color coding. Oh, no. Um, using crayons? <laughs> no. No. I'm using highlighter. This is Excel. Uh, okay. This is- Side this is making me nervous. Why? You're making me nervous. Okay. I don't, I don't trust Danny with colors. Well, I don't either. I color outside the lines. I will okay. know that. Um, Aaron Ryerson, forward of Moorhead. He's got 22 goals and nine assists Okay, this year. so how did, when we did this pre-show, how yeah. did we get to Aaron Ryerson? Are we going alphabetically yeah, by so first I'm, name? Alphabetically. That's just how <laughs> um, it's sorting right now. Oh, my God. Whoever the Zach is on our list is screwed. Uh, there's some T's. Let's okay, put it that way. Okay, there's some T's. So, right. Aaron Ryerson. Ryerson um, from Moorhead forward. I say no. I Great say, season, but no. I would. He was an impressive player at the tradition uh, events. I I would say no. Yeah, he's a goal scorer. He's carrying that Moorhead offense. I don't know. I don't know where they'd be without him. But yeah, I don't think his numbers quite stack up with some and, of the people's. We'll list yeah. off in a moment here. And team numbers. I mean, the team numbers are what really hurt Aaron, not his individual performance. <laughs> yep. Um, Andy Larson, Duluth Denfeld. He's got 31 goals and 29 assists. He's a forward. I would not put him in a lock. I think he's in a maybe. But I think he's a definite maybe, and I'm going to make a huge push for him later in the show. So if you're an Andy Larson fan, hang on. Uh, Attila Attila Lapai, forward from Creighton. He's got 14 goals, 20 assists, and he's also committed to University of St. Thomas. Carl's ready to... Flush him down the toilet right now. I look think at that look on his face. Look at that look. Yeah, on his that's face. a that's a Michaela Maroney, you know, <laughs> smirk thing. Yes, yes. Yeah, the, the eh. gymnast. The gymnast. Yeah, the gymnast. Yes. We've got a lot of gymnastic reference already yeah. on the show. Okay, 
Yes. I think it's a maybe. I think it's a maybe. Just because of the uh, there's not a lot of commits this year. He's played on a decent team, uh, and team he made it to team made it to state last year. So people saw him last yep. year. All right, um, he's got a great name. If there's a all name, he's I, on. I give him that. Yeah, the all name team, he's there. Uh, Blake hands down. Blake Steenerson uh, for Maple Grove. He's got 15 goals, 20 assists. He's about six six. Ish. 290. Yeah, I don't think he's 290. The defensive end. <laughs> but he does get looks at for people as a long-term player just because of his size. Yeah, I think he'll builder. be a Division One hockey player. I think so, too. Yeah. But I don't think he's on the Mr. Hockey list. No. No, there are probably two players on his team who would be ahead of him in the pecking order. Um, speaking of tall players, Carter Cranky for Blake. He's got 17 goals, 20 assists. He's not the leading scorer on his team as far as seniors go. Rowan Hightoff actually. His team is Blake. Blake. There we go. He is 6'6", 130. Yeah, he's a twig. <laughs> he is a twig. But I'm joking, Carter. Yeah. I'm joking. But um, he's had a decent year. He'll probably, again, go D1. He's got the body I, for it, I too. don't think there's any doubt this is a college hockey player. But I don't think that, in my book, he's on team, this list. Team performance is one of the boxes you have to check. Blake is probably the fifth seed in that section, and I think if they yeah. were the three seed or yeah. four, it, it, or like a strong sure. four. Yeah, I mean, you could go back. You, you go back to New Decker. Their team was very good for St. Louis Park that year. Yeah, for St. Louis for Park. For St. Louis Park, they exceeded every every expectation that season. That's why Bauer deserves so badly to be on that list, and he made it. Uh, Caden Casey, uh, forward and over, going to St. Lawrence. 14 goals, 38 assists, one of the biggest assists totals in the state right now. Um, I think he's a maybe. Carl? Mm-hmm. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, I maybe Locker, no. about the three Andover players here. Yeah, we're we'll get, get to them. To them. They um, definitely will come up. Um, Chase Cheslock, a defenseman for Rogers, four goals, 21 assists. He's on the midterm scouting report. So is Caden Casey. K- Casey was 195. Chase is 146. Chase is going to St. Thomas. I've seen Chase exit a game for a bad penalty call and cost his team. Uh, he's that valuable to Rogers. Yeah. He, he he's a lock in my book right now. Yeah, agreed. He he's got great size. He he's he's very good. Okay, Cole Christian Duluth East. Ooh. He's got twenty one goals, twenty eight assists. He's uncommitted currently. He's a maybe. I think he's a maybe, maybe. as well. He's gonna get me all jacked up later in this segment. I'm excited for that. <laughs> Colton Jamison, defenseman from Creighton. He's got six goals. And 17 assists. He's also committed to the University of St. Thomas in the pipeline that is Creighton. Um, I think he's a maybe be, or at least somebody to keep around because of the college commit. The only reason he's a maybe, on my in my opinion, is we have we could get really heavy on forwards here, and we're going to need yeah. a D. Yeah. We're going to need a D, and he's a darn good D. Um Cooper Conway, forward from Andover. He's got 30 goals, 31 assists. He's on the midterm scouting report at 159. He's going to CC, Colorado College. He's had a great year, too. He really has. Great kid. So I, I think Coop's a maybe I for – maybe. Uh, just because of the the Andover factor that we'll talk about. How many Andovers can you take? Okay, Eric Comstock, defenseman from War Road. 
He's got seven goals, 24 assists, but he is 5'2", I think, listed. He's not 5'2". I'm <laughs> kidding. Oh, I was like, I'm what? Kidding. I interviewed him last year in uh, East Grand Forks for the state tournament. Do you have a milk carton thing he's, that he could he had on? He had his skates on, I think, in the interview, and he's a good 5'9 with skates on. Yeah, so he, he's shorter, hmm. is all, but he is so skilled, so yeah. heady. He is one of the best defensemen in the state. Agreed. What do we think <laughs> He's about... He's the same. We're insert what I just said about Colton Jamison. As a maybe right now? I think I'm a maybe, yep. Okay. Finn Brink, he's a forward from Maple Grove. He's got 23 goals, 30 assists. He's going to Wisconsin. Next. Yeah, he's uh, Finn is a lock. Lock. Gavin Thorson, he's a forward Next. from Andover. He's got 30 goals, 30 assists. He's going to St. Cloud State, and he's also a lock. Here's the I think I may have talked about this on the show. I maybe I can't remember when I say these things, but he's not on the midterm scouting report. He was one of the top 10 scorers yeah. in the USHL when he left. Leading scorer of a it just has to be size. I just, Which it, is it, a shame. He it baffles me how he's not on there as far as quality. I mean, are they watching the quality of the hockey player? I, they, I know. Are they just measuring his height and weight? And like, nope, off. Like, can he do a, a pull show. up? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so no, I I agree. I I like Gavin's game a lot. We'll get to yep. him in a little bit. Um, Kate Kohansky for Hermantown. Uh. Kate, unfortunately, has been injured most of the season. Even still, he's got eight goals and nine assists in what can only be maybe 12 games max type of thing. You know, I saw him this week. He's a we dynamic player. Um, it's unfortunate that he was hurt. I think he'd, I think he'd be a lock if he had played an entire season. I think he'd and have I, like 30 goals. And I think goals, if he were hel- as healthy as he is now, I think, and we'll talk about this later probably in games of the past, I think what, now that he's back 100%, uh, I think they are going to be a really tough out in that state tournament. Yeah, I think it changes. I it changes them up for something a little bit different. I saw something different out of that team. Um, Jake Fisher, Creighton, he's got twenty five goals, twenty four assists. He's on the midterm scouting at one hundred eight, and he's going to Northern Michigan. Yeah, I think if you're Right around 100 or less, you're automatically in. I mean, Coop's yeah, at like yeah. 150. We had, pl- in the 2017, we had plenty of kids in the high 100s that didn't make it. Yeah. So it's you're not a lock, I don't think, if you're in the high 100s. If you're low 100s or if you're in double digits, you're automatically in as far as I'm yeah, concerned. checking all the boxes here. Um, Jason Shagabe, War Road, he's got 26 goals, 45 assists, which is a crazy number. He's 64 on the midterm scouting. He's the highest-ranked current Minnesota skater, um, and he's going to the Bulldogs. Of I, I just counted 29 seconds of the most wasted content yeah. of okay. our <laughs> podcast hey, history right there. But we got to pass him by just to say his name, Okay. <laughs> Um, kind of like a driving through Williams on yeah. that one, right? It's like, oh, that was Williams. You'll go by. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, Jordan Ron um, out of Champlain Park. He's got 20 goals, 29 assists. Um, uncommitted, but he's really made Champlain, and he's put Champlain on the map this year. He's too. such a good player. He is a really good player. I think his res- the result yesterday falls into that team performance. I'm going to go no, Yeah, but very well-deserving. Yeah, I, I agree with the no, but... He's he's been good, Carl, on that one. Yeah, yeah, he should definitely be in this conversation. No 
but I don't think he's going to be on the final list. Uh, Logan Opgrand, defenseman from Eastview, eight goals, 11 assists. I've seen Eastview a couple of times. The team kind of flows through him. I, I think he's had a good season. I don't think he's he's making the list, though. I mean, they're like 7-4 and four in their conference. I yeah, mean, they've struggled. Yeah, it's it's team performance again. It's been a ride. Yep. <laughs> um, Luke Margano for Maple Grove, defenseman. He's got eight goals and 21 assists. He will go D1 eventually. He's just not committed yet. Right. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on Luke? I think it's a no. I think it's a no as well, and it might go to down the team performance a little bit on that as yep. well. Yep. If they Super won their last, player. if they had just won those these last three games, if they had done Maple Grove things to these three teams, you know, the last seven days, mm-hmm. I think, I think he'd be in the conversation. Yeah, I think you no know, teams can earn two or three finalists if they have great seasons. But and Maple Grove for a little while looked like they might be that, but they just haven't been there for the past couple of weeks. So I think that's hurting Luke, who, which is too bad because he's you know really running that forty five percent power play they have and doing a lot of good stuff, but. Probably a no for me at this point. We'll too. get to that later. That power play. I got a couple yeah. comments on that. I I think also if he had twelve or fifteen goals and thirty plus assists, I think we'd be saying something different. Too. He's never been a goal scorer. That's never been no, his game. No, no. So, um, Parker Osborne, who is a goal scorer for Holy Family, <laughs> yeah, he's got twenty two goals, thirty four assists. He's really been their team this year. Fifty six points. That's pretty good. It, it, yeah, it really is. And he might finish honestly at a, a six, you know, like a thirty thirty yeah. type of number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the better years of a Holy Family forward that we've seen in a while. And they've had some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I he's worth mentioning, but I just don't think he makes the list. The though. only reason you know we've had we've seen even in the in the podcast era, we've seen. Better Holy Family teams, yeah. Just you know, higher profile games, higher profile wins. They've had one real high profile loss in the podcast era that I'll never forget. <laughs> Everybody knows what game I'm talking about. So I, I don't think that they're seeing two high profile losses. If you think about it, I don't think that, enough people are watching Holy Family this year for him to make the no. list either. No, that's yeah, that's one of the other factors. Yep, yeah, they're um, a good team, and they've kind of hovered on the edge of the top fifteen. Actually, cracked it this week, but that's not because they've you know. They, they beat Edina when he died. It didn't have Jackson Nevers. But other than that, it's just been you know, kind of roughing up, you know, mid-tier teams. I was doing my, uh, you know, doing a promo for Friday Night Ice, one of my 600. And I did a thing on uh, Maple Grove. And it was like, good wins, you know. <laughs> it's like, I felt like such a uh, carpet bagger. Good wins. Edina. You know, I'm like, yeah. You know, that was a Maybe. discount, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a discount. But it is true. What I wrote was true. But I, I, I think if they played today, the results would be a little different. Yeah, that's a Barry Bonds 76. Yes. Asterix. <laughs> yep. um, no steroids were involved. Though. No steroids were involved. Okay, Centennial's forward, Peyton Blair, he's got 27 goals and 23 assists so far. He's had a great season along with his linemate. that kid. Harper Searles, who's a junior, has also had a great year for them. I love watching those two play. Mm-hmm. They just it, it almost looks like watching guys like a Spihar and Locker, those two together, when they just they – just, they're whipping it around. They know where each other's going to be. It's a fun duo to watch. I, I think yeah, it's a – They are carrying that team. Yeah. I think it's a no, but, uh, like, the team performance that they have – 
he's put the team on his back, just like Champlain Park. They've made Centennial very relevant in this section where I would say in the beginning of the year they were Very not. relevant. We yeah. could see this team in the state tournament. We could. We could. <laughs> Think could. about it. We really could. could. Um, hey, Anoka made it in 2016. Anything just, can happen. Can, anything can happen. Um, Ryan Corey. And wait, and this yep. team is way better than Anoka 16. Way better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Coring, defenseman for Eden Prairie. He's got four goals and four assists. But he is also 98 on the midterm scouting, and he's going to Colorado. Double digits, you're in. Yeah. Even if you don't have double-digit points, you're still in. <laughs> I had to throw that in there, right? Yeah, you do. You do. You gotta, yeah. it's, hey, it's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. Ryan knows it. <laughs> it's not. You know, you can see your numbers. And. And it's good to acknowledge players who are dominant in ways that don't necessarily show up on the score sheet. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure we're going to get to this in games of the past. I'm not sure if that's before this segment or after, but it's before. It's before. I, I'm pretty sure I will have already talked about Eden Prairie's win over Benil St. Margaret's. Um, Sam Ranallo, Rogers, the forward. He's got 19 goals, 27 assists. Obviously, he's the straw that stirs the drink for them offensively. I think mm-hmm. he's a strong maybe. Yep. I'd say he's one of the straws. Yeah, yes. one of them. I yeah. put him in the maybe. Yeah. Um, got Tommy Cronin for St. Thomas Academy. He's got 25 goals and 19 assists and committed to Colgate. He's going to be a hard one to keep off this list. He Agreed. is. He's going to be is. really hard to keep off this list. So he's a, he's a maybe, maybe right now. Maybe plus. Maybe plus right now. And then we end with Tyler Hennon, um, forward from Kitson County Central. Um, he's got currently 62 goals and 44 assists. Um, Say that again. He's got 62 goals and 44 assists. For, okay. For right now, he's a maybe, and we'll get to It will more. be the hottest discussion we've had on this show and probably this season. I brought my data. Okay. I brought my data. Tony's hyping a lot of hot takes that are coming up here. So They're coming. They're coming. Okay, so... Um, right now we got five locks and five locks, which is not that many, obviously. So to review that, we're looking at <laughs> Chase Cheslock, um, Ben Brink, Gavin Thorson, Jake Fisher, and what's his name? The kid from Warroad, Jason, 17, Jason Shaw. <laughs> yeah, that kid. Um and Ryan Coring. That's six, isn't it? Oh, that's six. My math is that, that sure is six. It's okay, still, still math coming over. Yeah, still, still sick, still sick, still sick. Give me a little credit. Still okay. sick? You're using sick? <laughs> yeah, I'm using. Come on, bro. Using all. You can't use sick. Okay. No, you can't. Okay. I always like changing colors. It. I knew this color thing was bad. Why? Stop. What, what color is good? Is it green? Yellow. Green is good. Green is good. What's the red? Red is gone. Red is Yellow gone. Yellow is maybe. Yeah, okay. So he's got at least a system. Uh, stoplight okay. going here. Yeah, okay. I got a stoplight going. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's um let's talk about the maybes and start eliminating some maybes. Um let's start with Oh, you. we're gonna eliminate maybes? What do you want to do? Oh, so eliminate to to moving maybes to no or maybe maybe let's to move yes. maybes to yes. Okay, yeah, then okay. we'll go back. Okay, so I want all you, three of us to say yes. On, you are the uh, prosecuting attorney, and you're going to make a case for a couple kids here. Okay, let's get let's get to. Do you want me to make get the to case? Eight. Let's just drop them down there right now. Put them okay. on the table. So I'm going to make the case for the Andover kids. Okay, 
They were in the state tournament championship game last year. Everybody saw them. They have really good numbers. And the two that we have not locked, if Caden Casey and Cooper Conway, they're both on the midterm scouting, and they both have college commits. Read me the numbers. Read me their goals assists. Okay. Read me their scouting numbers before I allow them into the okay. So into the lair. Caden Casey, he's got 14 goals, 38 assists. He was injured and injured. So he's if he were going to add a discount, he's probably a 60. Yeah. Okay. So and he's, what's his he's scouting? Midterm scouting is 195. So he's yeah, high on the 195. Um, and now that's scary. That's scary. And then Cooper Conway, he's got 30 goals, 31 assists. He's leading the team, uh, and he's got 159 on the midterm scout. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna, Carl, you go first because I got something that will put a yeah. wrench in this. If if Andover were, you know, Clear, so certain top five team were clearly defending their state title. They'll start to finish the season. I would have no problem taking three, but you almost never see a team with three. They're all very good, and I'm just not sure I want to tie up three of ten spots with one team. That's a good team, a very good team, but not an otherworldly team. They're not even the number one seed in their section in a very, I think, average section. Mm-hmm. You know, when we had three, I think we had three Dyna guys, but, like, that was six double A, my friend. You know, that was, yeah. and they were three guys. So, my stance on this is scouts have been watching Andover all year. Um, these are three players that they've had an eye on and continuously had an eye on, too. So, I, I happen to think that, you know, they will be on the list just based on that quality alone, that the eyes are watching them. And that's an important factor with this. If if you put here you go. If you put these three on there, then you basically have to put Cole Christian on there because Cole Christian dunked on their ass. So I told you I was gonna get to a Cole Christian take. I like that take. So I like that. I, I think that's a per- I said that. Carl didn't say that. I think that's a personal <laughs> take. I think that's more of a personal take than a um a scout's take. Personal take? What's that, personal about it? Well, what I'm saying is you feel that way. I don't think a scout would feel that way. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, that's that's my... Had they, beat, had they beat East 5-1, I'd be like, eh. But this is a scouting award. It's not a team performance. It's a partial award. scouting award. We've we been, we just we cut a bunch scouts. of... We just cut a I, bunch of kids. Jordan Ron, because well, his team performance wasn't good. Their no. team performance... Well, they haven't uh, been in the top five all year. I'm just except starting line. in the top five. Okay, so which which one of those guys do you want to put? I this is where this guy come back That's to. Sorry, it gets hard. This is where it gets hard. Uh, see, this is I personally I, think that they will both be in there based okay. on who's Can, I'll take Cooper in because he's played a full season. Okay, and yeah. we give the Kate Kohansky discount on on Casey, and and I will. So we'll come back to Casey. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll go lock on him. Okay, so... And literally before the show, Danny and I were locked in on those three, and now I'm, like, starting to think about Cole Christian, and, and we'll get to Andy Larson, too. I mean, these are kids are... They're earning it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um, That's why that Champlin East game just pissed me off. It might still happen. I know, but before this show, it was going to tell us so oh, yeah. much about <laughs> both teams, you know? Yeah. But Cloquet helped us a little there. So, all right. K- 
keep going. Okay, who do you want to talk oh, about? Since we're going starting by alphabetically by first name, Andy Larson goes way before Tyler Hennon. Okay. Right? Yeah. I had a mm-hmm. feeling Andy Larson was coming next. Let's talk about Andy. Boy, did Andy get in right under the bell because two, three games leading up to the Alex game, he was, I thought he was borderline. And I think he just inked himself on my ballot for sure. They drive 93 hours from Duluth to Alexandria (laughs) on the worst roads probably in the United States and beat Alexandria, the hottest team in the state in Class A except the top team. And... He has five points in a five-goal affair. Yeah. And before that, it was, he was good. He's been year. doing it all year. So who who's seen him play, though? I've seen him. Well, I'm, I'm asking you. Like, I've seen him plenty. Why, uh, who, who has seen him for voters, okay? Oh, oh, I think you're talking about. No. Um, Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, well, he was in the Elite League, so everybody's yeah. seen him. Okay. Okay, um, his strength. Are we getting the strength of schedule? We're gonna we just you put can those two next to each other right now. You want go for it. All right, let's just do it right now. Let's just lay it on the table. Okay. Okay. So just for the record, I have no Tyler Hen. He is a really nice young man, and he's a fantastic athlete. I think if you know he'll do well in Anchorage, I think there's a really good chance he's a Division One hockey player. Um, I just not a fan of their schedule. I'm, I was so drawn in by his games over Wadena and Ely. I went in and I did a comparison. I compared these two players side by side. I looked at their schedules, and I know Sheila Hennon or whoever the mom is claims that these top teams won't play Kitson. I a doubleheader with Ely and games against Wadena. Just, I'm sorry, that's not enough. And 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 a 500 ish record against a page stat average 108, and then you got Andy Larson's team playing Alexandria, Warroad, Duluth East, Cloquet. I mean, they play a man schedule, a very manly schedule, and he's done really well. He's going to go over 60 points. He didn't move to Hermantown when he could have moved to Hermantown. He, there's a lot yeah. of things Andy Larson could have done. There's not a lot of kids who stick around for their buddies like, like Andy Larson did at Denfield. And he's, he, could, he could lead them to a section final. I don't think they're going to be good enough to beat Hermantown, but I think that kid is so much more deserving based on his team's performance, based on everything over Tyler Hennon. I, I fail to see a quality win in Kitson's. No, yeah. you, you could go like up the, and down all you want. The av- Okay, so their average was 108 page stat, the games, <laughs> right? And in yeah. reverse, you have 60, like 62 or 63 is the average for D- Denfeld. Yeah, so the best game Kitson has played this year was against Detroit Lakes, who has been a top-10 team for yep. a chunk of the season. And they lost in overtime, but they actually went up 3-1 in the first period, had not scored twice and assisted once. <laughs> but then... Detroit Lakes took that game over and buried them. And we know Detroit Lakes is no juggernaut. No. They are not in the same class as East Grand Forks and World. And if, if, if I'm, I have now contacted coaches from highly ranked teams and they've all said we have never turned down Kitson Central for a game. 
That's how much research I've done on this. I mean, I have it now. They driven through World at least six times, three to get to Ely, Lake of the Woods, and International Falls. And it ever dawned on them that they could maybe play War Road. And how many times you got to go through Grand Forks to get to to these other locations? They so, need to play those teams. They need to play under. They need to play more double digit okay. state page stat teams. That being said, okay, his numbers are very gaudy. Okay. Yeah. And his numbers will draw in people to vote for him. Okay. And that's an unfortunate thing. And you even know that from talking to somebody who's probably this week about it. I got calls from voters Uh, and so three voters this week on him. So you and I just point out the facts. But those are only three of of maybe fifty or a hundred voters, and and so that are uh, you know looking at this, and so. I actually think that he might get more votes than Andy Larson. I think he could too because of yeah. that fact. Okay, sure. and 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 let's speak more facts. Tyler Hennon was a very good player in the Elite League. I think he had the game-winning goal in the championship game of the Elite League. So yeah. it's not like he's a fourth liner. We're not. We're, we're pairing two equal players. Yeah, That's and they are even. They're dead even. They're, I've seen them both play. I think they're a. You know, as far as if I'm an NHL scout, I'm ranking them very similarly from a skill base. But one team played a much more difficult schedule. So, but if you're looking, if we're looking at the voting populace here, who is the voting populace knowledgeable enough to put them, uh, put Andy ahead of Tyler that way? Let's wait. Let's wait. Okay. So, um, let's do we as a crew here. We think one of those two teams is one of those two kids is going to make it. Carl, I'm not sure either one is. I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm more of a lock on Caden Casey. I'm I'm a pretty big lock on that. How actually. many do we got now? We got. Let's keep going. I'll okay. Go back. Let's keep going. Okay. And he was a, so we had to talk about him. Yeah. So now we got another a. Let's talk about Attila. Attila's had an okay year points-wise. He's a great player. Played in the state tournament last year. He's really noticeable out there. Is he? Has he done enough this year? Nope. I don't think Attila has. I think nope. Attila deserves to be in this conversation. Absolutely. But I don't think Attila has. Nope. No. Nope. And I think I can say the same thing about his defenseman of Colton Jameson. Okay, how many? In our locks, do we only have one D? Um, we have two, Coring and, and Cheslock. Okay, Cheslock. yeah, I think we're safe with two D. I'd mm-hmm. like to have three. I'd like to have three. I don't think we're going to get to three. And I don't think the, I don't think we have it. And uh, I don't think Eric Comps- would be the only one. Eric I don't think Comstock. Eric's the best one out of all of them. I know he's not committed, but holy smokes, he changes the game. Without Eric Comstock, I don't think World's even close to where they are. They're not undefeated. No. Is easily not undefeated. So, no. But I just don't think he makes the list. Okay. So now we got probably two of similar players, too, that you can have an argument about of Tommy Cronin and Sam Ranallo. Yeah. They're very similar. I, I think they're interchangeable. So tough. Um, Cronin has made St. Thomas relevant this year. Yep. Uh, where I would say without Tommy Cronin, Zach Howard is not carrying the team the way Tommy is. No. Um, 
Uh, I think he's he's an important player, and they're the number one seed right now in their section. Yep, which is uh, important. That's team performance, yeah. and I think they've outkicked their coverage. And he's committed as as wins and losses, and he's committed. It, where Sam is not committed, and so I think that yep. there's a difference with that too. All right, so we have a advantage. Like if it was tennis, he'd be advantage advantage, advantage. that commitment. Is Cronin, yeah. I, I like Stronin to make the top ten. I think he just is checking, you know, he checks boxes way too many boxes. Yeah. Put him in. Okay. See what yeah. happens. We're gonna have a dog fight here. Pretty soon. Okay. How so many got now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. Okay. How many left? Two. How many maybes left? Uh, five maybes. Five left. maybes. So we got to take two, cut three. So the player that we really haven't talked about would be of the maybes is Cole Christian. Oof. <laughs> You mean from the number one seed? Again, it's the number <laughs> one seed. He's got 21 goals, 28 assists. I, somebody make an argument for Cole now. I got to hear it, Carl. I, I've already done my talking, but I'll do some more. Sure. I don't so, think he's going to make it, but I'm going to stump hard. Like, I, Do yeah. I like live in Duluth right now? Like, man. Yeah, you sound like a, a great Duluth. I'm, I'm going to get a key to the city here pretty soon. I'm going to get a key to the city. No, he, but he has been a force this year, and he's such a dynamic player. And the, the pace that he brings to, to an offense and the, the creative things that he can do in small spaces to set up his line mates, make everyone around him better, has taken Duluth East and the program that, you know, he's been here. This is his fourth varsity year. He was here for through three rough years, trying to do everything himself often. But this year, it has really blossomed into him carrying a very good top line, you know, working well with Gunderson and Peterson there. And it's, it's just really fun to watch. It, I, I think he's very deserving of being very, very close to being at the top ten, if not in it. Okay, so you got Cole Christian. I, I got a Cole Christian story for you. So he has this June birthday, and so he couldn't mm-hmm. play squirts with his fifth-grade buddy. So he's in fifth grade. He weighs about, I'm not exaggerating, 60 pounds soaking wet, and he's playing PBAA for – for locker sure on a team that went to state and lost in the state finals i'm not kidding he could not see above this high top table when he was that age and he had this great skill and he was this just tiny guy but he didn't really do much he was great for like shootouts he'd get a lot of breakaways he was cute right and he's mm-hmm. been a cute player since he was fifth grade sixth grade he was just this tiny little guy and it wasn't very good he wasn't very big but he could tell he had some skill and I'd seen him play a little here and there, especially during COVID when we got all those broadcasts up there on in Heritage. Yeah. I saw a lot of those games. And he was still pretty good. And then this year happens. And I'm like, holy smokes, he's not cute anymore. He's full no. grown. Um, yeah, and he's he, got he hands. He's got speed. In the past couple of years. He's the real McCoy. I mean, he's a Division One hockey player. Someone's going to latch onto that. You know, watch a St. Thomas or Bemidji yeah. Uh, that type of team is going to get him because he's so skilled. He's a separator. And I'm telling you that uh, he should be on this list. If you look, if, remember now, we keep going back. Team performance, team performance, team performance. Their team has performed. And I think he deserves to be in. I know you're going to, we have two votes. We have two strong votes as Cole Christian in. I'm not sure that wins. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I think I'm going to go hard here, and it's going to cost us our percentage. I don't think he <laughs> is, to be honest. Okay. I know. I, I'm, I'm sensing that. Okay. I, I don't I, – I think um, Casey has a better resume than um, Christian 
does, it, just based on. Do I have to say it again? I I get what you're saying. Say it again. Say, say it, it again. again. Cole Christian dunked on the ass. Yeah, but they also were state champions last year, and, last and that year. It, that's who you know people saw him play, and so Weston it, Knox, Kyle Law. They were state champions last year. I, mm-hmm. I, it's a different team. I, yeah, it's a different team. But this and they got a, a team and they award. They got to play in Duluth. This is not a team award. I think East is going to state. I, I, yeah, that's fair. But doesn't mean and the kids should play in the state tournament and then go to the banquet with his seventeen buddies Sunday morning. And okay. He's deserving. He's deserving. I, 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 I agree. We're trying to get who the ten out of ten are. So next, next, okay, are we gone through all five? Yeah. So five maybes for for two spots. Yeah. All right, give me the five maybes. Andy Larson, Hennon, uh, Casey. And Cole Christian and Sam Ranallo. Ranallo's off. Ranallo's off. Okay. I'm making some tough decisions here. Am I, I mean, Ranallo's off because he doesn't have the D1 commit. Yeah. Right? And he, yeah. And he doesn't have 20 goals yet. Um. I I think my last two because we're missing two more players. My last two are Hennon and Casey. I think you're right. I think you're right. I don't want you to be right, but I think you're. But right. you get what I'm saying. Okay. Now here we're at the point where I think as a staff we probably agree on the first seven or as locks, right? Yeah. Yep. I think no you, problem there. Yeah, but I'm I'm just I'm a K- Casey. Could I'm going be the Duluth. Switch on I'm going Duluth. I'm going Duluth. You for my 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 your ballot. personal my ballot. ballot. I think the two Duluth kids will be on my ballot. But as far as the ten, I think it's Hennon, and I think it's uh, Kane Casey. Yeah, too many people just go Google eyes over eight eight games against Wadena. It, it is what it is. I don't know. I see. I'm just not sure enough people know Kids in Central or that at all. You know, like, uh, no, I've Again, the thing that's distracting is not everyone has my uh, Twitter feed, right? Yeah. My Twitter feed isn't everyone's right. Twitter feed. So I see it on my Twitter feed, right? I'm like, oh, wow, he did it again. Oh, he did it again. So maybe I'm my Twitter feed it clouds my judgment because I see lots yeah. of Tyler Hannon on there. I don't see any Andy Larson. I and mean, that other, kid is not the other thing any love. too is if I go on the hub and I scroll down to look at the rankings, I got to scroll past the leading scorers in the state. And you, every you, single see time, him every time, every time, you see him every, time. every year, there's someone from Marshall or Zach Kennett, or right? Like right? Zach Kennett from Red Lake Falls was yeah. that guy. Mason he didn't plants been well, that he guy can't. from Marshall, like you said, Carl. But the, the beat, and both Kennett and 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 Plant were in the Elite League. The difference with Hennon is Hennon might set the record. Okay, what record? The scoring single season scoring record really? for They're, goals. Oh, for goals, yes, he's going to beat Hanowski. Uh, actually, it's Jackson. Jackson beat him in playoffs. Ooh. Nelson. Nelson. Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight goals. Uh, there are three <sighs> games left of the regular season. Now there's a possibility. Lauren, Lauren Nelson and I were not fighting. We were having some debates about this exact topic, the the Andy Larson and Hennon topic uh, over at Orno, and he started to compare Hanowski and Pole, right? Yeah. Who turned out to be a hell of a hockey, you know, great college players yeah. and obviously yeah. pro, right. right? But 
what do we um I think I think Red Wing and Little Falls had tougher strength of schedules than 108. They went to state. They were Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hanowski was undefeated. Yes. I, I that's that's the well, difference. Won a state championship. Yeah, that's clearly the difference of the, this. Yes. I I don't know if that will make a difference for people though. I okay. think that Hennon sneaks on more ballots than Andy Larson does. I think you're right. That's, I think you're right. But I, I think, think you're right. Of them is the finalist. Yep. I'm knocking them out. Okay. Wh- who's who's our choice then? Who are we knocking out? Uh, we're not knocking out anybody. That would be so. It says down to we have Casey as nine. We agree that Casey's going to make it, right? Yeah. He checks all the boxes. He checks too many. Right. So we're down to are we down to Larson and Hennon? Yeah. For ten. Yeah. I'll go Hennon. I think it's from Hennen. a prediction. I'm predicting. Remember is, now? Is Hennon going to be on my ballot or any of us three's ballot? I don't think so. No. No. But will he be on ballots? Yes. I think he. I think he's sex. His points are sexier than Andy's points. Even though, if you look at the points, yeah, it's not even close. I agree. I, that's that's what it comes down to. So let's go over our um, top ten right now. It's King yeah. Casey for Andover. Carl, we're predicting. We're, it, I know. We're predicting. Uh, oh wait, you left out Christian. So we haven't like had it. the final Christian versus so, Casey. I uh, well, they you, can both make it, right? What's that? <laughs> they can both make it is what Carl's saying. <coughs> like they, they, those, those two could be at a not headed. I don't. I see Hennon getting on more ballots than Cole Christian. I don't know. You, you've heard two ballots in this room that Cole Christian's on. I <laughs> I get that. Uh, I <laughs> I. Yeah. I, I don't know. All right, so read them off. Okay, Caden Casey, Andover, dynamic forward, great passer. He's in. He's, He's in. in. Chase Cheslock, 6'3", defenseman for Rodgers. In. In. Cooper Conway, Andover, forward. He's super, super dynamic. Um, Finn Brink uh, for Maple Grove. He's yep. the power play specialist. He's great. Going to Wisconsin. He's in. Gavin Thorson. In. In he's the, probably one of the best IQs in the state. Jake Fisher, Creighton, he's in, and this is a lot from last year too with his brother. But yep. he's going to be drafted pretty high. Shagabe, Shagabe's clearly in. He's special. Yep. He's once in a lifetime player for War Road. Um, Ryan Coring, great stick defenseman for Eden Prairie. He's in. Yep. Tommy Cronin for St. Thomas. Nine. Nine, and then Tyler Hennen. Ten. Ten. Hennon over Christian, over Larson, and over – that's it, right? Yeah. Shaking my head. Shaking I, Carl, we're predicting or not yeah, choosing. Yeah, I'm predicting Cole will get more votes than Tyler Hennon. Okay. 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 Carl's got like six ballots, I think. Yeah. I, he's <laughs> double punching. He's voting from Chicago. Vote yeah. early, often. <laughs> vote early, vote often. Oh, we could get political really quick. Oh, here. did you get my email? That's, yeah. I have another email. That one didn't come through. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that's that's how I uh, we see it right now. I think this is a great list of ten. I think we all can agree right now, Jason Shagabe. Is our Mister Hockey? Is that no doubt? I, I think that that's a consensus no at doubt. least. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, again, YHH has the ability to wait until the season comes to an end. So if they crash and burn against East Grand Forks and 
someone else goes crazy and has a five goal, you know, bump game and goes crazy and goes all the way, we can pick that person too for our player of the year. But this doesn't allow that the way their system sets up. And it's unfortunate, but I, I realize there's lots in, that goes into the Mr. Yeah, Hockey. There it doesn't, it's not easy. Okay. Well, let's talk about the Frank Brisbick award. Now um, we, Okay, on the pronunciation, it seems like. Yeah. 50 50. Regression. Regressed. Okay. So, this is more of a lifetime achievement award. We've talked about that in the past with this award. Um, but we, this is probably the best goaltending crop that we have had in oh, a long, long time. It is mm-hmm. unfortunate that there are probably two front runners because it would be more curious uh, to see who could get nominated for this. It's just a matter of is it a double A or an A? I mean, yeah. Uh, let's let's just throw Engelman and Hammer on the table and then get to the other potentials. Okay, so right? the the only other thing that I will say about talking about this award yes. is voters only get one, one cho- vote. One vote. So. That's where Hammer, Hampton Slukinski of War Road get hurt. and Will Ingman for Wyzetta, we know that they will be in this top yep. three. Yep. We don't necessarily who know who will win, but let's look at their numbers first, okay? So Hammer for War Road, he's 20-0, he's 20-0-0. He's got a goals against of 1.39 and a save percentage of 945. Obviously, gaudy numbers. They've played a good schedule or better Very good than schedule, better, better than they've ever played. Yeah, so it's well deserving. We look at Will Igman, them for why they beat Wyzetta. Yep, they beat Will Igman, Wyzetta. Dunked team. on Will Igman. He's 13 if, as long five. As we're staying with that theme for the yes, day. yes. He's 13 5 and 2. He's got um, a goals against of 147 and the save percentage of 941. These are some of the They're highest. Identical. They're yeah. identical. It really yeah. is. And they're also committed, which is pretty rare for a high school goalie. So, And they both play goalie on the uh, Holinka-Gretzky uh, team. Yeah. I mean, like, that's, they're the highest of the high in the nation. So um, Non-NTDP kids. Hammer is going to um, Northern Michigan. And mm-hmm. as we mentioned in News and Nuggets, um, Will Igman just committed to St. Thomas. Hammer yes, is. Yes, we did mention that. Yes, yes, you did, Carl. <laughs> See, um, and then Will uh, Hammer is on the midterm scouting report, which is probably one of the first times, at least in my current memory, of a player um, playing goalie in the league. It's probably since Zane on the midterm scouting report, and he's number twenty six. So yeah. I think I think Mo was midterm scouting. But he left before his senior year. Mo didn't. Mo played his senior. Are you sure about that? The, the kid from Holy Family. Holy Family. Jared Mo. Jared Mo played his senior year. Okay, we'll look that up afterwards. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, some other goaltenders of note. Um, alphabetical, of course. Jack Erickson of Hill Murray. They've yep. had a rough year, but he's had a pretty good um, save percentage and goals against. He's still only two point two three. And a nine twenty seven, and considering that very tough schedule too, he, he's got a losing record with those numbers. That's pretty impressive. Yep, Jack Hawksbrown, who we'll have on in a couple of minutes for Lakeville South, 
He's got a goals against of 2.5 and a save percentage of 911. Um, Jay Saverin for Eastview, he's got a goals against of 2.01 and a save wow. percentage of 920, which is pretty good. Yeah, very good. And Miles Gunderson for Grand Rapids. Um, and Miles plays in a very defensive team, but his goals against are um, 2.14. That's pretty good. And a save percentage of 924. You should just, you know, his his save percentage, his goals against could go down if I just weren't in the building. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> um, Every game I've seen him give up five plus. Yeah, yeah and he's seen 563 shots. Yeah. On the flip side, yeah. Robbie Klarkowski of Edina has only seen 480. He's got a goals against of 149 and a save percentage of 944. Brock Payton. Yeah, of the numbers on here, that was the one that was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know he was. That yeah, that one's standing out. Brock Payton for Orono, who's been injured most of the year, but Tony and I can attest this week he is one of the top goaltenders in the state. He's got a goals against such of, a good class. Yeah, of one sixty seven, and then a goal uh, save percentage of nine thirty six, and then um, Keaton Waylock um, for Northfield. He's got a goals against of one. Um, 1.5 and a save percentage of 920. He also has 19 career shutouts, which is worth mentioning. That's cool. One more than Ben Dardis, who won this award last year. So, I, if we had the opportunity to Mr. Hockey, the 10 goaltenders, this would we be a make, lot of fun. We could make a 10 list this yeah. year yeah. of deserving goaltenders, which deserving nor- goaltenders. Normally, normally there's three. Yeah. This is a tough year. Okay. But you got the top two are locks. The top two are easy locks. Now who's the three? Oh. My vote right now is... Is this after games of the past? <laughs> or before? Yeah. This is yeah. after. after. After, okay. Okay. Well, I have I will have already raved about Brock Payton. Yeah. My vote actually goes to Jack Erickson of Hill Murray. I think he's had a great year. One uh, save. He made one save in the state tournament, and that's what people will remember that. But I think he's yeah. uh, obviously he's a great goaltender. Oh, yeah, yeah he's yeah. fantastic. But, yeah, that one save was impressive. Uh, considering for what they are, are right now, I think he's he's delivered what Hills needed, especially. I will say this. He won't – I don't – okay, so can we just stick to – because they're all great goalies. Yeah. Let's stick who's, to predictions. Who's getting the vote? Who gets the random-ass non... Like, Ingman. think about it. There's one vote, and the voter goes in and he hits Ingman. And then he goes, oh, no, I'm going to go hammer. Hammer. They're, who's going to get the... the who's who's going to swing and miss, not vote yeah, for one I of those two? This is why there's only been, like, one or two people some years, because just, like, no one voted for anyone else. I Actually, I think it might be Gunderson. And here's yeah, here's why I say that too. because a northern it's all on name it's all on name but a northern the most but a northern person Erickson or Gunderson a northern person is going to vote for Gunderson right yeah. and, and then if a northern person votes for Gunderson that puts a Gunderson name in there which but a northern person would vote for Hammer yeah I, so I I, have I think no it, idea I, I really think it's a grab bag. It's one of these players, but I don't know who it is. Literally, I have no clue. No yeah, I think, clue. 
I would guess Gunderson on reputation too, but yeah. I, I think it's... There are plenty of deserving options. I would not complain if Peyton or... Yeah, yeah. any of The kid from Northfield. Yeah. 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 Any of them are deserving. Like we said, there. I think there's 10 deserving kids to get, you know... There's eight deserving kids to get that final swing. Um, if you were in charge, who would your third be? Who's the most out of us? We're not predicting. Who would I vote for if I wasn't voting for these yep. two yeah. type of thing? I would vote for Erickson in my book. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, yeah. Carl. How many years has Peyton started for Arno? Uh, he's know. the all-time oh, all-time save leader. Yeah, man. he's passed up. Yeah. That happened this week. Lifeside, that was also a news. That was also a news and nuggets, Carl. Oh, okay. See, <laughs> see when I when I ask you for, for what should be a news and nuggets, you know, I text you, you so many things. things we... I text yeah. you all this. It was already a news and nuggets. Yeah. Right next to we forgot to mention Shakopee was uh, 2025. Uh-huh. Yeah. It didn't make news last week. Okay. Anyways, it's two years out. We're fine. Um. <laughs> Carl, who do you you got Brock? Yeah. I'm gonna go Brock too. Okay. I I I honestly have no clue who it will be. My Gundy data points are not good. Uh who do you think's gonna win this award now? I I'm going hammer, but Boy, I it's gonna be a sweet banquet for World, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, I yep. think it's, it's I think it's a sweep. It's a sweep slash sweet banquet. Yeah, I think it's a <laughs> it's a clean sweep, but I it, this one's the closer of the votes, is my book. Yeah, and and you know, and Hammer, think about it. He could win our boys, yeah, goalie of the year award too if he beats a. You know, they're yeah. gonna have two really good wins in the state tournament if they win the state title. Yeah, which is pretty much what you got to do to win yeah. our award. You got to win a state title. It pisses people off. I'm like, hey, got to do it. That's how it's done. You know. Okay. Um. Well, that has been Mr. Hockey. Let's go on. Carl, why don't you take away rankings? Well, that was a fun discussion. Yeah, uh, we almost beat Danny up on that one, but uh, we won't beat up the Red and Black Leagues. Uh, Red and Black Leagues, uh, a long time, the OG sponsor for uh, the this uh, Rink of Fire podcast. Uh, I got a chance to be in the rink with Brian Hansen, the rink manager at Orno. I saw him, but I didn't. Leader, and the ringleader. Uh, uh, of the Red and Black League. It all kind of started, it's, it's Brian's vision, right? Kids need to play hockey, but they don't need to play 365 days a year. They need, a, they need a place to play in the spring before they get to SDP. They need a place to play after SDP before they get to, to captain's practices or, or, or November 15th when the season starts. Red and Black League is a great spot for that. All ability levels, they, 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 they master the teams, so the teams are evenly picked. No checking, so injuries. If you're afraid of your kid getting injured, or if you're, you're listening to the show, you want to play just some some good hockey games. Good out there. They keep track of stats pretty well. It's pretty much everywhere in the in the state of Minnesota is offered. Check out redandblackleagues.com. Carl, you want to get to some rankings? No, well, yeah, but first I think we need to talk about where you are. Oh my lord. Yeah, so right now we're in the banquet room of Jack's Cafe. Um, we are literally 10 feet from where you could have the greatest banquet ever. Yeah, seriously. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating either. I mean, this place, every time I come here, I'm, I'm like, man, I'm hungry. Man, I'm hungry. I want to eat. Hoshprung's over there right now going, can we just skip the interview and get to the food? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we are going to chow like crazy here today. But when we and I talked about having an on-site, uh, this spot here with the bar behind us yeah 
Uh, it's just, it's, it's warm. It's inviting. Great parking. Josh, any problems with parking here today? Nope. Pulled right in. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's not hard to get to. You came from Lakeville. It's probably, probably 25, or North 25 Field. minutes or Northfield, yeah. probably 45 minutes for you. Oh, 45 minutes. Easy, easy to get to easy parking. Uh, what do you think of it? Is this your first time ever here or have you been here before? Yeah, no, this is my first time. I walked in honestly and I said, I'm looking for uh, the youth hockey hub guys and uh, the gentleman at the front. He's like, can I get you a cup of coffee? He literally handed me a, a cup of coffee and we, we talked about some hockey stuff. He's hockey background as well. And um, my immediate thought is ah, I need to bring my wife here. I think this would be a wonderful spot for uh-huh. us to go on a date if that were ever to happen again. And um, <laughs> Yeah, but I think that would be... This it's, is it's not perfect. an intervention again. No, no. <laughs> we're not counseling again, no, are we? No, no, no. She deserves a date at this point of the season. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So uh, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. You know, it's, a, it's an old school place. But what I like about it is the service. Like you said, someone walks up to you, greets you, treats you like, you know, a, a one-of-a-kind uh, person. It's awesome. What I love about the banquet facility, it's, it's great for weddings, great for everything. But I could just, you want to have a first-class banquet? This would be a spot for it. I, yeah. I, I really think this spot. And we have we have a promotion, the uh, Champions Banquet. You know, if, you, if you're like Hoshprung over there, you, you're going to want your breaded shinger, chicken fingers. Yeah, we can get you that too. But if you're high class like Brett Franz, you're going to want the, you know, you're going to want those beef tips, right? Oh, Definitely be want beef tips, you know, and Bourjolais, right? You know, Bordelais. Bordelais. Yeah. I mean, you're going to want that. So well, I'm getting hungry just talking too, about it. it. What's that? Might want some Beaujolais too. Yeah, to go with a it. little wine to go with it. And if you need <laughs> fancy wine, you got the guy right here, Danny, yeah. to get you fancy wine and talk about memberships to clubs and <laughs> you know Napa stuff like that. Danny but, can help you out there. Yeah, this is it's a great venue for um, hosting an event like this, and it uh, truly is. Yeah, and 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 Bill Kozlak, uh, the owner, um, I will kill you for what you did to me uh, last night. I was. Co- texted him saying, hey, Bill, uh, we're on for tomorrow. He's like, oh, you mean next week, right? And I was like, no, no, no. I mean, we had it all planned, and it was all perfect. So uh, thanks to Billy for uh, pulling my leg and uh, having us here today, not only for the pod, but also for a brunch afterwards. Okay, Let's have it, Carl. We going A or double A? A or double A. Yeah, jealous. Let's start with A. All right. Okay. I think there's a switch. There's a switch in the there top five this week. Oh, I peaked. I peaked. I couldn't help it. Okay, yeah. but it's still Waro, right? <laughs> yeah. Number one did not switch. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Number two did, did not, not switch. switch. Okay. Number three switched. It's Orno. I think he saw Brock Payton play goalie. And yeah. Went, oh, we better... <laughs> he got his uh, lift out and lifted him up. I, I, I personally think Monomedi can score more goals against Hermantown than mm-hmm. Orno can. But that... Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be funny, you know, you think, oh, finally, Warwick's going to get the top seed this year. They're going to avoid Matamidai in the semis, and then... I I honestly think is going to be the three seed. I don't think it matters. I think Just so, reputation. too. Just reputation. It has. Sure. Yep. yep. Now, now, Josh, coaches vote for state seedings. Yep. How does it work? I think last year was such a whirlwind going, you know, I've been waiting for to be a part of that tournament since I was three years old until 38 years. and Speed it up. Let's go. Yeah, Who so <laughs> I, I believe that you just go in, and I think you just talk about your team's record, and that's about it, your big wins. And Are you in a room or a Zoom call? Zoom call. And then is it um, you submit the ballot, and do you submit yep. top eight, like one through eight, or how do you do it? I think you do one through five, if I remember right, on the Google okay. form. Okay. 
Just curious. Yeah. So you fill it out. Can you put Lakeville South in there? I don't think you vote for yourself, and that's pretty common in all the like the section stuff as well. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Just getting them all out. All yeah. those. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, me neither. Um, now back to not being there after 38 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was it like that first time? It was unbelievable. It was uh, kind of everything that I'd hoped for in the experience. Uh, you you know drive underneath the rink and you come in and you park there and. Everything is very structured, which is very frustrating because you can't run your normal protocols that you run sure. with your teams. Like warm-ups and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, like our warm-up was interrupted because we had to have a meeting with this high school league representative. And that was, I didn't love that part about it because, like, we have a very strict routine we run. Our kids are scheduled, their habits, uh, you know, they're, they're beasts of habit. That's what they do and they're used to. So, and then even meeting with the officials and then you have a meeting with the head coaches together and... But once you, like, got in there, it was, you know, probably, like, the fastest game of my life, standing there. All of a sudden, you blink, and it's done. And um, it was such a uh, great hockey game. Our kids played great. They played well. Um, and just the how abruptly it was done, and you kind of get shuffled off to Mariucci, and it feels like a completely different world there. And, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> and it, it just does, and, it, and there's probably no way to fix that, but... Um, you know, it was, I had probably 20 of my family and friends there. They took a bus up there and um, they had a heck of a fun time. And just walking in after the loss is something I'll never forget. Those kids were, you know, I think every one of us was in tears and, you know, giving the hugs and stuff because it was just, they threw everything they had into it. And, and that's just kind of where we were at. Right. Right. All right. Number five. <laughs> These are great takes. These are, yeah. These are really good takes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, and, and Matamidai is four. I'm not sure you've said that. Yeah, yeah. Drop the spot with their recent losses. Five is East Grand Forks, holding steady. Six is Northfield. And by the way, they had a rough steady. week. East yeah. Grand had a rough week. Yeah, but so did Northfield, teams, too. So. Yes. So it, it's par. Yeah. Seven, Delano, no change. Eight, you know who. Hibbing? Hibbing. It's Hibbing. Who'd they beat? Nobody. God, we hate Hibbing on the show, Josh. <laughs> we hate Hibbing. Yeah, I mean, they do a lot of negative things, so I get it. No, I, don't, I don't get it, but that's okay. Well, they just, uh, I don't know. They're a couple of years away. Oh, they're going to be good. They're so, going to be yeah, good. Yeah, like who else would be the question? Well, Detroit that? Lakes. Detroit Lakes. They're number nine. Yeah. Yep. yep. And then Denfeld, maybe, or Rockridge? Rockridge. Rockridge beat Denfeld two weeks ago. What so. was the Rockridge-Hibbing score? Like, have they played recently, or was it just in the past? Uh, there was one in the past. past. That's a tie, right? No, no, Hibbing won. Okay. I was at that game. That's probably Oh, that's the quality win. That's the quality win. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep, Denfeld, Fergus Falls, Little Falls, and Cathedral are the ones just out. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, I'm interested to see how you, you know – Maneuvered around the top ten in Double A. Well, it's Minnetonka. Yeah, we know yeah, it's Tonka. That's, that's an easy one. And uh, then Edina. Yep, number two is Edina, and this is worth noting. They have lost once since you no, know, they went zero and three to start the season. They've lost once since then to Minnetonka. That's it. And that's and it, right? Yeah. And they tied Lakeville South. Mm. Yeah. And I was, I think I was at that Lakeville South game. You yeah, were. I was. I was. Yeah. I went. All right. I got a summer. Was that the Mankato day for you? Kayla, that was your Mankato day. Yeah, she went down to Mankato yep. and you muted your, yeah, you muted me. 
my bad. I'm really failing today. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> um, yes, I was at that game after Mankato. Yeah, okay. And I saw Danny there. You yes. saw Cathedral that day. Yes. Yes. You didn't answer my test. Did you get I any pictures did of Cathedral? Uh, yeah, did you get no. pictures of a Cathedral? No. Okay. All right. Okay. Damn. Moving. I need Cathedral <laughs> pictures. Okay. I need Cathedral pictures. Carl. Number three, probably the toughest spot to fill. Um, I actually decided not to change. Stuck with Rogers. Despite okay. the Buffalo well, loss, I thought the Maple Grove win was big enough. Yeah, you, that you're just lazy. Yeah, <laughs> just lazy. That Buffalo the loss is five. But but I switched it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Who's All four? Right. Four. 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 Andover. I knew he was going to do that. Yeah. I knew yeah. it. I All think right. Andover could have slid there. Chanhassen staying the same. Okay. Okay. Does, do things get interesting now? Six, I did something. Like Phil South. St. Thomas. Oh. They have okay. a tough schedule down the way still. Yeah, All right. What? But they've been building. So yep. we'll see. They had the, they hit their wall. Yeah. And now they've mm-hmm. gotten up from the yeah. wall. Yeah. Yep. Some people mm-hmm. don't get up. No. <laughs> Some teams yeah. just don't get up. They hit that midseason wall and they just lay flat. Little falls year. last year. Yeah. They're just, just dead. <laughs> Yeah, well, just dead. We have a couple of candidates for that at seven and eight. We'll see what they end up doing. Not Lakeville South. Not Lakeville South. Seven is Maple Grove. Eight is Wyzetta. Yeah. Both have hit the walls. walls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, I could almost flip flop those two just because it, the eye yeah, test but, on Maple Grove was that yeah. was tough to watch. Okay. I thought weeks, actually I thought they were really good. I didn't. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. They created so many scoring opportunities in that game. I, I will so agree. many. They just didn't convert. Yeah, which is eventually scary. it's the, the the levy will it's break. Like, kind of Josh is like, oh, I don't know. I wouldn't count them out, right? <laughs> oh, no. I just had they okay. So they lost five two. Had they been outshot and out chanced, I would say I agree with you. But I yeah. thought they passed my eye test. I'm like, this is okay. still a pretty darn okay. good hockey team. But, you know, I got a chance to watch every minute. I was distracted. I had somebody crying next to me. <laughs> All right, and this is where it gets interesting. Nine and ten. Benil's got to go. Benil's got to go. Well, they're not nine. Okay. Oh. What's well, Okay. <laughs> Who's it going to be? Creighton? No. No? No? Is it like someone who beat Creighton? Like Phil No way. You're pandering. Yes. Pandering. Total no, pandering. I, I, you, you didn't tell me who our guest was until oh, two yeah. hours uh-huh. ago. Yeah, uh-huh. right. Straight pandering. <laughs> this is, hey, I do not support this Lakeville South top 10 BS, by the way. I do not. I am not on How this How does bandwagon. it feel, Josh, to be in the top 10? Is it an honor? Is it, I, is it what you've been expecting? No, I. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like I, I think we're in that conversation. It, it's hard because you guys don't go on of you know the day by day. I see it every day. Uh, Benold is a very good hockey team. Um, yeah, but also they they've obviously shown some issues and um, maybe it's showing up every day or whatever their problem is. But we all have our problem and we all try to figure out our problem as coaches. And um, no. I don't think uh, Carl's usually a fan of us, is what I hear. So, that's, oh, so I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, that's very good. surprised. I good love maybe that. we're turning him. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> this is be flipped. great. Uh, what? 
Oh, uh, Brett's uh, chiming in from the uh, peanut gallery over there about he, somebody not having confidence. He said that Carl's rankings, um, the description on the rankings didn't seem very confident. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. That makes sense. That makes I sense. I love it. Carl gets burned. He just got just, burned just there. Just light him on the stake. I like I that. I hear it, but okay. I like that. But they've been literally in and out. Yeah. They've been, Float. you guys have been between 8 and 12 all year. Is that fair to say, Carl? Pretty much. Yeah. I, I could answer that question for you, but yeah. I love it. Carl got burned twice right in one ranking. In so, one peck, he got burned twice. I love that. So now are you putting Benilde at 10? I think we're going to go. Am. Yeah. Jeez. It's like, you know, 11 Salufis, and I was just looking at them, you know, basically did a little Class A guy, you know, two profiles, and I just can't put East ahead of Benilde overall. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's I, I think that's fair. I think East is gonna be in there before long. You're not you, I know can't hide there him, is though. such bias here, oh. Josh. Because he puts them in there, he's setting his team up to Do you know fail. who coaches St. Thomas? That. Do I? Yeah. 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 Uh, do you know where he coached before? Uh was he in uh Duluth? He yeah, was. He was. Okay. He so was. now they're in, <laughs> they're six. He they're props six. up his okay. old buddy. Yeah. And but he takes his old team down. I see uh, yeah, what I, you're doing mm-hmm, here, Carl. They're 11, so they're close. He doesn't want to put them in 10 because then they get... Do you want to do any get... off-season stuff in the east side of Duluth for <laughs> hockey? Because if you do, I promise you, your rankings will just... Yeah. That's to the moon. Yeah. I have a cabin near Duluth. Does that help? That helps. It's, it's helping. That helps. It's helping. Oh, okay. That helps. Yeah. Oh, Carl's <laughs> jotting that down. <laughs> yeah, let's take note. Jots that down. Oh. Uh, all right, so Duluth noted. Duluth East is 11, but not 10. You yeah, just right. don't. You just are too afraid to champlin them, aren't you? Put champlin <laughs> at ten, and they get beat by Cloquet. You put well, East at ten. They might have done it. I know. Get that had they beaten Champlin, then you would have had your case. Yeah, I agree. That's why I was so disappointed that game got canceled due to cold weather. Yes. Cold weather. Okay. In Duluth. In Duluth. Duluth canceled it. Champlin didn't cancel it. Champlin came out on Twitter and said we did not cancel that game. Well, let's talk about stuff that doesn't get canceled, and that is Summit Orthopedics. Who did you? What doctor dreamy did you meet this week, Tony? Oh, he was a good one. He was a good one. David Strothman. Uh, he's a spine surgeon. Uh, grew up in the Twin Cities uh, and went to Breck. Played high school hockey at Breck, and he was a collegiate sailor. Have you ever used those words in the sentence before? Where? At Connecticut College. He comes from a long line of sailors, and he's literally... Uh, I swear what? to God, I swear to God. You make this stuff well, up. No. People who sail come from long lines of sailors. Well, he yeah. went to Breck, for crying out loud. I mean, yeah. just, just do the math there. But he's yeah. been sailing yeah. his whole life. Uh, I've gotten to know uh, Dave. Uh, his He's got four daughters that play. I've gotten to know him pretty well. Great guy. It was a great interview we did with them. Had a lot of fun. Um, his good friend, Mike Crowley, uh, called me the day of the interview and gave me a bunch of dirt on him. And one of the pieces of dirt was, I w- I I've been out to a couple of his races and someone I said yeah I'm here to watch Dave Strathman and he's oh Dave Strathman you mean the Wayne Gretzky of sailing <laughs> the Mike Crawley of oh sailing. yeah yeah the Mike Crawley of sailing so needless to say I didn't have any trouble weaving that into the interview and his face turned you know Lakeville South red I mean he was like oh my god I can't believe he told you that you know blah 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 so and he deflected it great I mean that's what these guys are they're just yeah. pros he's like oh yeah you know it's because I come from a long line of 
people. It's a family success, not just my own success. So he was, yeah. he was great at that. And there's like an Alistair probably if you're in a sailing family. Yeah. There's an Alistair, probably a couple other names. Oh, like he was that. he he's a really good guy, and uh, I appreciate him coming out, and he loved it. He loved seeing what we'd put together for Friday Night Ice, and another great meeting with uh, another great doctor. And check him out, uh, Summit Orthopedics for acute pain, injuries, you know, broken arms. You name it, they take care of it. Well, Tony, why don't you take away this Summit Orthopedics Player of the Week, Jack Hoshsprung. Thank you, Danny. Uh, Appreciate the uh, intro. We have a great goaltender, one of the state's best senior goaltender, Jake Jack Hoshsprung. (laughs) I was so focused. So focused on that dang last name. You're now my son, Jake. Jake, You know, I have a son named Jake. Okay, Jack, I apologize for that. Welcome to the uh, Jack's Cafe. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's awesome. Um, We're going to do a little bit of talk about you and do some picks, and then we're going to eat some brunch. You ready for it? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's talk about your last name first, though. Let's get it out of the way, Carl. (laughs) Yeah. Because like we've we've established already that this this podcast is really just a counseling session, so yeah, yeah, you no, know, it's helping out hockey addicts, but also people who apparently feel the need to change their last name midway through their senior year. So games before their senior maybe. ends, yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> so explain this. We uh, the whole state has been calling you Hawksprung, mm-hmm. right? You're a celebrity. Yeah. You're yeah. a celebrity, and, and you yeah. haven't gone on any social media and just been like, it's ah. actually like here's the phonetic for everybody. Oh no. no. Uh, honestly, like, like I said, like growing up, people have called me so many different names. I just, I give up like correcting <laughs> yeah. them because it, it takes I, too much effort. Yeah. I, I can, I can relate as someone who also has an unpronounceable German last name. I just live with it. Yeah. 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 Carl, say your I last name, yeah. say your last it's name, Shetler. Shetler. Yeah. But there's a silent U. Yeah. 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 I mean, Ryan do does do? not have that problem. No. Zozel. Yeah. Oh my God. It's brutal. <laughs> I stopped correcting. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't just, even care. You yeah. get exhausted. Zazzle. No, whatever. Just Zazzle. whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, it's horrible. Um, so let's hear it. Hoshsprung. Hoshsprung. It's an S-H. Yep. S-H sound. Yep. So S-H. just as That's many, awesome, many names got changed at Ellis Island, <laughs> many names got changed on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've definitely held that. So how does it feel to be called the right last name for your last part of your career? Feels good finally coming out here. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we're here for. Oh, that's good. That's good. So let's start. Session successful. <laughs> so you're a goaltender. You're used to getting just rapid fire shots. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for some rapid fire shots here? Yeah. All right, let's, let's do, do it. it. Uh, Danny, you want to go first? Okay, so. Because I got a bunch. Okay, <laughs> so let's start off. Goalies, uh, do rink matter? Does the rink matter? Okay, if you're playing at Ames or Hossie, does it matter? Uh, yeah. Um, personally for me, like you touched on, like behind the net, I like more space behind the net because I like to go out and play the puck behind the net, like stop for my D. Okay. But like, like last night, Shock P, it was really small behind the net. And it was like, it was, I almost felt like I was crowded and like hard to play the puck. Like I mishandled a lot of pucks getting rimmed. Okay. It's, let me just stop you there. Uh, Josh and I, I don't know if it was on the show or pre show, we talked about the, the, the footprint of Hasi and Shock P are very similar, but yeah. the actual landscape of the ice is different. Yeah, yeah. Like Hossi, okay. I feel there's way more room behind the net, and I have more time to make a play. But like I said um, last night in Shockby, I just felt like crowded. 
Right. Okay. So- I noticed the shallow corners at Shockby when I was down shooting pictures for that Chanison game, too. I noticed yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So where this matters is them for the state tournament in the XL Energy Center. So NHL shrinks the, the goal line or the red line back there to, you know, help with more goals. How does that affect your guys' game in net? Um, there's definitely less time to react when they're behind the net. You okay. Know, like, like myself, when they're behind the net, I'm looking out front, see where guys are if they try to make a pass out front. And the passes just seem quicker because there's obviously less space. What about bouncy boards? I was just going to say, what about the trampoline? Yeah, bouncy boards, I absolutely hate them as a goalie. They're, they're <laughs> terrible. Like, last night, Shockby had bouncy boards, too. And um, I, I forgot there was another rink that had really bouncy boards. Um, Do I you think, note them in your head? Like, okay, I'm going into a bouncy board night. Yeah, and especially in, like, warm-ups. Okay. Like, if guys are missing the net, and I notice, like, if they miss the net on the glove side, and it comes, I can see it on the blocker side come out, and I'm, I, I note that for the game. Sure. Yeah. And then, you know, if, they, if someone misses the net, I got to push hard to the post to get back there. Okay. All right. Uh, so, I've been following Lakeville South hockey for years. There's a kid, Tanner Ludke. Uh, who's in your class? He yeah. was the biggest smooch up kid ever. I mean, I Mister Zolzol, you know, yeah, just yeah. the nicest <laughs> people in the world, right? right? But he's gone now. So who fills the <laughs> void of rink kiss ass on your team? Who's the guy now who kind of takes that role? I would have to probably go with Ash and Doms. Really? Yeah. Really? Um, he's a big suck up. I like do, it. Do, yeah. do we have I an like example it. of this? Yeah. What What does he do? Does he probably. say Mister and everything? Calls everyone, Mister. Not, not, not really. But like, holds the door if, if open. Someone, you know, if someone has a bad shift, I feel like, you know, he's not gonna let you have it. You know, like if sure. I had, if I let in a bad goal, you know, he's not gonna be like, hey, you suck. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, like some other guys on our team. Well, you know, like they'll, they'll come up to you and say, you suck. You know? but, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, Appreciate that. Yeah. But, I bet that know, hasn't happened yeah. often. Yeah. No. I mean, you haven't let in a lot of goals. No, yeah, thankfully not. But when it, when it does, it yeah, they yeah. they let me hear it. Yeah, they're they're signing the yearbook differently. Yeah, it's, right. it's more of brotherly love. But so we started light on Ludke. Now I'm going to go a little heavier. Uh, uh, the dangler, the thing that wraps around your neck. Uh, have you worn it every game in your high school career, or you kind of maybe left it off a couple times? Uh, start of my junior year, I did not have it until our shock B meeting. Really? So we're going back to the dangler. Yep. Back to the dangler. Yep. We'll just leave it at that. Have you worn it ever since? Uh, Yeah, I have since then. All right. All right. Next question. Uh, Practice, right? You see a lot of action in practice. Is there a drill that you'd rather Coach Storm doesn't use in practice? Yeah. We – We've started to do this two-on-o drill where the oh, guys will geez. literally come in on a two-on-o and practice like they're one-timers. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, you, can, uh, you can understand it's a great drill for me. Yeah. <laughs> Target <laughs> practice. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Target practice. Uh, all right, last question. Uh, do you have any goalies are weird? You don't seem that weird, by the way. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> except your last name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, do you have any, like, strange superstitions pregame, in-game? You know, whatever. Tap the pipes. Look at mom. What? What? What's the? What yeah, are the Carter Clapton banging things. Yeah, and exactly. Uh, pre-game, uh, like Coach Storm said previously, I throw the ball with our uh, football with our other goalie Brooks Curry. I like okay. doing that. 
Takes my Who's got a better arm? Him. You or Brooks? Oh, I do for sure. Okay. He, he right. can't. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's pretty brutal. All Does right. he drop it a couple times yeah. to kind of build the confidence too? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's good. And All then right. um, during the game, I skate always to my right corner uh, during whistles. Oh, really? Yeah. Got a question for him. Yeah. This is good. I'm glad. I, I noticed you corner skater guys. Yeah. Have you ever gotten burned on the corner skate? Yeah, I have. Yes. You know what I'm talking about, um, right? You're skating the corner and you thought the whistle had been blown and it hadn't? Uh, yeah, I think it happened last year. Did it? <laughs> yeah. I saw this happen at a Shattuck game. This kid skated over to the corner because he thought the whistle was blown. All of a sudden, it got whipped down. And, it, and literally, the guy was skating. It was Jack Robel from Bloomington. Oh, was yeah, yeah. He literally had to Superman dive to prevent the thing from going in. I was like, oh, my God. I would never, after that, ever do the corner skate. And now I just wonder, what was your situation? Um, So... I, I I think it was at Hossie. I couldn't remember fully, but I remember I didn't go like fully out to the corner. I like stepped out of my crease, but then I looked up and there the play was like, you know, down on the other end and I was like, Oh my god. So I just like skated back in quick. Just it caught me by surprise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> back. It, it caught me by surprise. I didn't know what to do. And what do you do in the corner? Do you tap a line? Do you not tap a line? Not skate on a line? You know, kinda like a th- when you're running in off the baseball field, not do, yeah. you do anything weird like I, that? Yeah, uh, yeah, skate to the right and then I hit my the blade of my stick on the boards, and then I hit the shaft on the glass. See? There's always little things, and it's every time, Yeah, right? and then I try to find a stanchion and hit the stanchion because it sounds cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and goalies have a trouble with that being cool, right? Yeah, yeah. I think part of the reason goalies, see if this is true or false, part of the reason you got into playing goalie because you weren't cool as a kid, and you're like, hey, now I know a way I can be cool is by putting so on Tony the mask, right? So Tony wants to out it's you right now. Yeah. Is this true or false? Is that true or false? Um, Are you a nerd at heart? This is what we're but, trying to yeah. get at. Uh, not really. I wouldn't really. I mean, I had, I had friends growing up, I would say. All right. All I right. had friends growing <laughs> up. This is where the podcast is I, gone. I don't, I don't, I've taken pictures at the rank of you, but to describe your mask and what what. what Brings out the mask. The mask is the coolest part about being a goalie, right? Yeah, so I based mine off of Matt Murray. Uh, I used to love Matt Murray uh, when he came in as a rookie and won right. the cup and then yeah. back-to-back. Uh, so his mask, like the stripe down the middle, I like that. And then I just put, like, logos on the side. And then the back, I have uh, an Airborne. Have you ever seen that? My Airborne yep. logo. And then yep. uh, Vietnam Veterans America for my uncle and my uh, my uh, papa or my grandfather. Oh, that's that's, uh, really, that's served, really cool. Served in Vietnam, yeah. That's so, cool. That's, so, that's so, really, uh, cool. really freaking cool. Yeah, I love I love paying uh, homage to our troops there who fought for our freedom. Yeah. I was really worried we were bringing a bad guy in, bad goalie. It was going to be a bad interview. You're knocking this thing out of the park. Yeah, I mean, our normal Lakeville South participants. They're not good. They're not really. The bar was low. Really low. Really low. I'm glad I can raise it here. Yes, yes, yes. All right. uh, You want to stick around and uh, do some picks and have some brunch? Yeah, of course. All right. Let's do it. Okay. But first, we got this big week of games. Carl, if I miss anything, can you let me know? There's a lot sure, of yeah. uh, country club games, Hill Murray and St. Thomas type games this there, week. Aren't there, there are. Well, starting with St. Thomas, they play Stillwater on Tuesday. Providence and Delano also play on Tuesday. Uh, Creighton and Stillwater. Stillwater, if you can't tell, has a big week this yes. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creighton and Stillwater play on Thursday. Detroit Lakes and Little Falls play on Thursday as well. Two top ten teams. Yes, yes. And or maybe Little Falls isn't in the top ten. 
No. Two outside the top ten or close to teams. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there we All go. Right. That sounded great. Um, <laughs> Edit. <laughs> Saturday, um, St. Cloud Cathedral plays East Grand Forks. East Grand Forks has a tough start to the week. We'll get to that. Um, so the, or, are you no. saying – wait a second. Well, that's not a pick em for us, so wait, I'll East say East Grand that. Forks World doesn't – they don't play weekend? No, they play a Monday, Tuesday. Oh, my Sorry. Lord. They play a Monday, Tuesday, home and home. So um, I thought that was a pick so that's why I missed that. Yeah, so on a school night, they have to drive back and forth, and I think it's like a 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock start. Yeah. So it's even like a weirder. And that's like thing. a three-hour drive. Yeah, it's not close. I mean, okay. imagine driving to the North Shore and coming back from the Twin Cities that's yeah. for a game. Yeah. That yeah. is, Oof. I figured it was Friday, Saturday. I no. just had Friday, Saturday no. in my brain. Yeah, because that's where normal home and homes happen. You're right, right. Um, but uh, that being said, Eastside has a tough week, and so how Very they tough. respond on Saturday versus Cathedral, we'll see. Yep. Um, and Eden Prairie, Benilde and Grand Rapids at IRA. Um, mm-hmm. Stillwater. scoring. Yeah, it'll be a low scoring. Stillwater then rounds out their week against White Bear Lake. Ugh. Uh, St. Thomas and Hill Murray play at Aldrich. Um, and I think uh, Andover and Maple Grove play on Saturday. And they did that not is, make the Pickums. They did not make the Pickums. So that is where <laughs> I'm at. Interesting. Before we get to the Pickums, you talk about Stillwater's got a tough week. Oh, what were you going to say, Carl? Uh, Bluefeast Rogers also. Saturday. Okay. Ooh, okay. So, sorry. That'll yes, definitely yeah. get him into the top 10. This is a preseason. sure get yeah. them in the top ten. Yeah, or yeah. knock them back to 50. It's interesting, <laughs> building on what Coach Storm said, um, those three-game weeks. Yeah. Boy, Stillwater's got a three-game week. Have mm-hmm. those worn on you? Oh, then? yeah, definitely. Okay. The body feels it okay. at the end there. Yeah, I would imagine. And then, and then you got to come on a stupid podcast. And then, that's not rest. And then that's during practice, work. you got these two on O drills. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like Stretch Armstrong across the crease. And yeah. the, the two on O's. It's right. like, we, we need you to start the next night. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> we need you. It's tough. It's tough. All right. Are we ready for pickums? Yeah, let's go. All right. Here we go. Uh, game one uh, is one versus two. Uh, normally. We kind of shy away from those late conference second games because it just kind of gets boring, but you can't avoid one versus two. The only loss since Jackson Nevers has returned was Edina to Tonka. Um, Anybody want to pick against Tonka in this game? I go first. I am going to pick the Hornets over Minnetonka. You've been a, a Tonka a hater. hater all year. Well, it's Carl's pick first. I know. I know. I'm okay. just saying. I'm, I'm okay. setting Carl. Yeah. I'm reminding yeah. Carl that yeah. we have a Tonka hater. So yeah. if you want to take Tonka here, Carl, you know what you know what uh, Danny's going to say. Yeah, I'll take the easy points here. I'll take Tonka, and yeah. I'll pick uh, um, Edina Braymore. Now you guys tied. You played them both. Yeah, but you you tied Edina at Braymore yeah. too. Yeah. Well, what's it like to play Braymore? That was a Saturday night too. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, the rink's unbelievable. It was a great atmosphere there. Okay. I uh, think you're gonna I think you're gonna pick Tonka. I am, yep. I think you are too. Why? Smart man. Uh their talent is just unmatched. And I got guys on that team I know that they're gonna show up and play really well. All right, Hoshbrung. Uh we go to game number two. Uh Benilde St. Margaret's Hermantown. Is this game 
At Hermantown. At Hermantown? Yeah, on Friday. Because you said this game there. was at, at St. Louis Park. I was shaking my head. This team has traveled so much this year. And this mm-hmm. was all time to, they get a good home game. This game was decided in the last minute last year. Yep. Um, with the Zamplant goal. So um, that was a great game. It was a great game. Um, Champions Cup game, but yep. a little bit different this year. All right. Uh, Carl, you get to go first on this one. I just don't know which Benil's going to show up. And Herman Town seems like they're starting to put things together with a healthy Kate Kohansky. So I'm going with Hawks. Yeah, they're just I, more dependable. That's exactly. I'm going to go with the dependable. I'm going to go with the Ford F-150. <laughs> <laughs> Ford tough. Ford tough. And there's a lot of F-150s in that parking lot, let <laughs> yeah. me tell you. Uh, okay, Jack Hosprung. Who do you like in this one? I'm going to agree with you guys on the dependability of the Hawks. Oh, my Lord. Who's the better goaltender, um, Callaway or um, uh, McElroy? Well... It's wow. tough to say because I played Elite League with uh, McElroy, so. Okay. You got to say I got to say Wait, how do you pronounce his name? I call him McElroy. I love I, it. <laughs> leave it to you to change the pronunciation. I mean. Uh, right? I don't know. He never really said his last name to me, so I don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, we don't know I'm making an assumption here. Yeah, yeah the, we made Mason that. Mason McElroy. Uh, yeah. He's got a new name. Yeah, that's fine. Love it. He calls you Hoaxsprung. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now that a lot of people. Now they're on the topic, though. I, I let's talk about Mason for just a second. Yeah, he was your 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 goalie mate uh, in Elite League. Tell me a little bit about him. I'm like, I got a story about him too. Tell me, uh, he, he's a character. Yeah, he's an unbelievable guy. I enjoyed every minute with him during Elite League. I so he was our goalie of the year a couple years ago, right? And mm-hmm. I, you know, it's goal. You don't know what to expect, right? Yeah. So he shows up. He's got a shirt and tie on. We put the jersey on and put the microphone in front of him, and he he like turns into like you know. Jim Nance, he's or whatever, some <laughs> name of broadcaster. He's like, he's got terms like, yeah, we look, we took back to back. We don't know. He was like, it was like he'd had a microphone in his face his entire life. Yeah. There was no nerves whatsoever with that kid. Yeah. He got done. I'm like, well, we don't have to shoot that thing twice. That was perfect. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I, I, every time I see him, I'm like, yeah, you are a special young man. He's a good kid. Yeah, he's awesome. Really good kid. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, as much as I love Mason, I think he's going to lose against Herman. That's the oh, end of sweet, that game. Clean sweep. Clean sweep. It's going to be a good. It's going to be a good game. It will be a good game. Okay. A good game. Uh, all right. Next game. Uh, this one I haven't studied my six double A, but they seem to be the only two games, two teams that are doing really well this year, and now a much weaker six A. Um, I will go uh, Alex and Fergus Falls. Danny, you want to go first? I think FF stands for free fall, and I'm going Alex. Ooh. Wow. Okay, you're not going to know a lot about these teams. Hosprung, yeah. Throw a guess. So there's one that's called the Cardinals and one that's called the Otters. Otters. Okay, Fergus yeah. Falls are the Otters. Yeah, that's all I can tell you. We'll take with that what you will. Well, I'll tell you this: uh, Alex is on until they lost to Denfield yesterday. They're, they're on, on a, a heater, hottest team really? in. Yeah, it started off sure. very slow, but they've heated it up. Yeah. Okay, I think they're going to bounce back after that. Loss, so okay. I'm gonna go with them. You're going, Alex. Trusting I'm, Tony, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm gonna go Fergus Falls. Um, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Sell Alex. Sell him Fergus. and go hard. I'll go. I'll go Fergus. Dan, uh, Carl. Oh, he's like Alex. thinking about this. He's Alex. He's mm-hmm. literally thinking about this. Alex, Did you go, Alex. I, I said Alex. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, before these last two picks, 
I wonder if Kayla has the results from last week. The look on her face tells me no chance. And her hair, by the way, looks like she had a hat on it for like two hours beforehand. Probably slept in it. (laughs) All right, we don't have results. Do you have results, Carl? I do, but I was on the one, Tony. I I won. Don't I win every week? I was undefeated. I I rig it. I win every week. It seems like I do anyway. Uh, Tony, you had four. I had three. Peter and Dagestad had two, and Finn Brink had one. Oh, I'd like really? to point out that the only reason Carl won is because he's the only one that chose Lakeville South over Creighton. So I, I did. He didn't win, though. He only had three. Well, okay. Wait, I thought he just said he won. No, he said I won. Well, you guys, then you lost. Hey, won. what was that? The only one I, I thought wrong? he said that he won. No. Yeah, Just you weren't listening as fine. usual. Well, Mute. you lost the point because you bet against Lakeville South, Tony. Oh, right, right. Mute. I, I almost lost my wife because you threw me under the bus this weekend, too. Thanks. I appreciate Her, your that. Your wife already knew that you weren't home ever. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then mutes herself. Your wife knew that you were yeah, never home. Yeah, my wife learned Mute. this week that I'm never around. Thanks. Oh, God. All right, next game. Here we go. This is a South Suburban Clash. Teams that you've played once, I think you play them both coming up here in your final five conference games. Eastview Rosemount. This is a big game. Uh, this is it a is. three double A game. It's a conference it's a huge game. game for that. Um, you guys control your destiny. Uh, you win all five. You win the conference. I'm assuming you won it last year as well. Um, who do you like in this one, boss? Hushbrung. I, like, I like Rosemount in this game. Rosemount. Really? What yeah, do you like I, about them? Well, they're our only loss in the in the conference, and um, they just they battle hard to the end. And uh, ECU's just been up and down recently. Okay, I feel like they're beating good teams, but losing to like teams they should beat. Right. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with you on that one, Hoshbrung. I'm going to go Rosemount as well. Um, I I don't really have a reason why. I think consistency is is the main reason here. I think Rosemont's been way more consistent than ECU has been this year. Carl? Yeah, they're consistent and they're improving, so I'm getting on the Irish train, too. All right. Let's see if Danny can go I know, against I, here. I'll go Lightning. Uh, You're going Lightning, huh? Yeah, Lightning won't strike twice for Rosemount. They beat them once this year. This is an important game for Eastview for seeding purposes. Very important. And so they've beaten. They need wins in the section. Yeah, they, they beat Creighton. If they lose this game twice, they're back down to the. Uh, it could for, be the four. It could they be the four. They would be the four. They will be the four, which yeah. then would pair them up against St. <laughs> Thomas. St. Thomas doesn't want that. No. They do not no. want that. This is this is lining up for a really good Friday semifinals yeah. at, uh, at Big. I agree. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Or All not right. Big. Braymore, sorry. All right. Last but not least, uh, there was this movie called Stand By Me, uh, and they – they flipped coins and they got all the same thing and they were like, "Oh, that's bad. That's bad. That's a goocher. We don't want everybody calling the they same." They also ran on like railroad yeah. tracks. It's a it's a great thing. movie. Great movie. We're gonna gooch you today. Okay. We're gonna gooch you against Farmington. Okay. Okay. I think we're gonna gooch you. Someone might pick. Uh, might pick Farmington. I doubt it. Um, I'm gonna go Farmington. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Lakeville South in this one, Carl. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's south. You're going Lakeville South as well. I may have two Farmington jerseys, but I'm going Lakeville South. Yeah, I know. 
Last but not least, who are you taking? It's okay. Nobody you can ungooch it. You can you ungooch can, it. And Just, by ungooching it, you assure yourself that you will win the game. Yeah, because gooches are bad. You don't want to gooch bad. anybody. So you Very take bad. Farmington here, mm. you know? Just, mm. just want you to know, nobody's ever done it. Yeah. And a lot of players have lost. Well, we're mm-hmm. on the road, but still, I like our odds in this game. So. But there'll be some guys that are comfortable playing at Schmitz Mackey on your team, though. Yeah, right? yeah. They, they've grew, they grew <laughs> up there. I had to say it. I had <laughs> to say it. It was there. It was there. <laughs> it's like another home game for them. Yes. <laughs> there we go. There we go. You're going Lakeville South. We've had a ton of fun here. A ton of fun. You got to sit oh, here and listen to Coach talk about not it. Gonna have yeah, fun at brunch. Not good. Not good. <laughs> yeah, they might not eat a lot because their stomachs are hurt. But uh, I appreciate you coming on today. I had yeah. a lot of fun getting to know you, Jack Hochsprung. Um, thanks to everybody, including uh, Bill Kozlak here at uh, this Jack's has been Cafe. a lot of fun. It was a blast doing yeah. the show here. Thanks to our uh, average to above average producer, Kayla Franz. <laughs> Carl and Danny, uh, the coaching staff from Lakeville South, Jack Hochsprung. Uh, it was a fantastic show. I had a blast. I will see everybody around the rink. Love.